So, here we are. Here face we are. Uh-huh. Almost two years into it. Episode 100. That's we are Big old. number. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I want 100 of anything. $100, I 100 burritos. candles on my cake that I deserve. <laughs> we keep talking about this damn cake. I'm going to bring a cake. The cake is a lie. Either, either tomorrow or Thursday, I will bring a cake. Uh, oh, Does wow. Does ice cream in it? It probably will not have ice cream Probably not. Ice cream will melt. Will it be yeah. funfetti? Maybe. That could happen. I yes, probably please. won't make a cake, honestly. No. I, I will stop at QFC and buy a cake. Ooh, if you do make a cake, I saw this like Fun pumpkin day. cheesecake snickerdoodle thing. Ooh. Really want it. a lot. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> if you could get on that, that'd be great. Yeah. Anyway, uh, episode 100 of the Bite Me podcast. We are here. My name is Adam West. Cliff Johnson. The Dylan. The Dylan. Uh, did any of us think that we would be doing 100 episodes 100. of anything? I Maybe. <laughs> I'd really hoped, I guess. But, I mean, it's a big number. That's like, I mean, it's a lot right? of time, a lot of years, a lot of... But it kind of seems like yesterday, too. So, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're one of the only podcasts also that, you know, has done one episode almost every week. Yeah, we've missed period. one week, and that's it. So, because I know GameScoop... Love those guys. They yeah. just celebrated 500 episodes. Wow. Um, but that's taken them 12 years or so. That's um, crazy. So, yeah. But anyway, we're only 400 behind you guys. Watch out. Uh, coming. <laughs> we're coming. Um, so, yeah. So, to celebrate the 100th episode, we've got a fantastic group of listeners that hang out in our Discord, uh, support us through Patreon, uh, are part of our Facebook page and our Facebook group. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on our Instagram. Just we've got a whole, and play games every yeah. weekend together. And a lot of these folks have been around since literally almost day one, mm-hmm. which crazy. is so cool. Yeah. Like or when I, you could even discover us, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. day one, yeah, I guess that's true. Because we didn't release our first eight episodes. <laughs> They're like, yeah. how, we're like, how did you even? How what you've listened since yeah. the first episode? How did you, how did you find know? Us? Yeah, there were a couple people that came on. There, there were a couple people in this group that really were incredibly encouraging to us in the first couple months too. Like, right. You know that that you know we're asking you know why things weren't uploaded like they normally are or you know <laughs> hey I'm binge watching all of your yeah. episodes and it if was, it wasn't for them maybe we might not be here because yeah. we wouldn't have right like those are the people that we felt like we were affecting yeah. and were like they were looking we're like for oh. our stuff so it's like oh we gotta we gotta give them that we've got to get this up for those three people in the Midwest because yeah. what are we we're pissing them off we don't yeah. want to do that um, but yeah so we thought we would celebrate our 100th episode by inviting some of our favorite listeners over the last couple of years onto the show uh, we've hooked them up through Discord or Skype or just straight up on the phone and we're able to talk to them some names you'll recognize some names are going to be new to you but um, you're all supporters of our our show and we couldn't be happier to be here to do this so Let's get into it. Episode 100 of the Bite Me podcast is on now. Let's go. One of the OGs. We coined his little segment when you were gone, Mm -hmm. Cliff, and Dylan does the best thing ever. So let's get right into it with our next question from... Hey, yo, Vinny. (laughs) Hey, yo. Uh, oh yes. So now has, has he We're just been doing, talking just the whole time? So now has Vinny been doing an impression this entire time, or was that just his real voice we heard? Uh, that is, in fact, not his real I voice. <laughs> what up, Vinny? How no, you doing? No. Not too much, man. I'm at yourself. Mm, you know, working. Yeah. Want to call 11. it that? We're getting paid yeah, to do now. this crap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah. So we've got your little segment that we do. We started it as my cousin Vinny. You kind of kick off every question segment every week. So you're kind of the guy. I like it. He's the man with the questions. I know, right? Always the good ones. 
And trust me, it's not easy to get questions every week. But I love doing it. I, I was going to say, I don't think people realize how much work Vinny has to do to do this. Like, I mean, this is probably his 85th question. It's hard <laughs> every single week to think up a new question that hasn't already been asked. It's right. tough. Mm-hmm. So uh, well, I feel real bad every time because every time I'm like, hey, Cliff, how much time do I have left? You're like, oh, an hour. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Let me reach into my brain. But, uh, yeah. Brain the filing cabinet deep, see if I can find something. of my brain. <laughs> Pull something out of there. All right. So, all right, Vinny. So let us know. Give us your question. Uh, and since this is the show where everybody gets to ask us, like, on the phone or on Discord or whatever, we're letting you guys ask the questions directly to us. So go for it. All right, so my question this week, what games make you the most nostalgic, and do you think if you were to go back to play it, it would it live up to your nostalgia? <sighs> Good. Because we, we know that we've tried going back and playing some of those games that were like, oh, that game was so great, and you go back and play it, and you're like, it's hot garbage. What do I do? <laughs> right. So I think for me, it's probably old school, like NES, SNES RPGs, JRPGs, like the Final Fantasies and the Crystallis. And and not that those games aren't good, but I've fallen out of love with like turn-based RPGs. They're they're real dull to me. I don't like the grind. I don't like the combat. It's just not something I want to play anymore. So like... I, I had such I was such a huge fan of those things when I was a kid, and going back and playing them now, I'm just like, nope, this is not for me. So the nostalgia doesn't carry me through. That sucks. Yeah, I would love I would love though if someone would go back and like remaster Final Fantasy VII and rip out all the grinding. Like that'd be great. Well, or you've not, heard not seven, uh, three. Oh, because I was like, yeah, here they're making one of those, yeah, right? Yeah. I'll, you know, and like I'll play it when it comes out. I'll, I'll play it when it comes out, but I doubt I'll finish it. <clears throat> Seems real unlikely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What about I, you guys? I almost feel the same way about like kind of the turn-based RPG. Yeah. RPG. Um, not that I played a lot of them, but I guess one of my answers would probably be the first Pokemon games, um, which are uh, essentially the same game that yeah, they yeah. still release exactly. today. So yes, it would totally be great to still play. Other than it kind of looks like turd now because like the graphics just don't like as even then you look at some of the Pokemon and be like. Who is what? What is that? That is a blob. And then, uh, particularly because I know Cliff's not super familiar with with the Pokemon games or anything, but when you're in a, a battle with a Pokemon, you see in the upper right corner the Pokemon you're fighting, and oh, then really? and then you see in the lower left corner it's like the over the shoulder of your Pokemon. But back in that day, the like the animations of the backside over the shoulder of your Pokemon was terrible. Like half the time, like you're like. What is that? Like, it's just kind of like, because it's just this weird profile of it, and it just, a lot of the times, didn't look very good. I had, I had no idea um, that Pokemon fights were, like, third person. That's weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, that I remember. So, that's definitely been an improvement, yeah. but that, those games would still play well, yeah. um, I think, and the nostalgia would come back, and especially a game like that where you had the first 150 Pokemon, and now there's, like, six. 800, I don't know. Um, but <laughs> there's there's, yeah. there's even another layer of nostalgia just remembering those Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So that would be one answer. The other answer is Mega Man 2. Oh, right. And right. that does still hold up. Like, it's still just as great of a 2D platformer as it was. It and is rough, course. though. It's still fun. It's yeah. great fun. I mean, it's I love my then, but I play it now, and I'm yeah. like, game is real difficult. Yeah. It's good. And Mario, of course, the yeah. those early Mario games. Are. Yeah, just about any 2D side-scrolling platformer from back in the day or, or side-scrolling shooter from 80s, 90s, those were all 
I mean, even when they weren't good, they were still solid because they were all just kind of the same thing. And I find yeah. that they do kind of hold up. Like, I'll yeah. play Mario. Mario's it's great. It works, yeah. Like, I'll play the Mega Man games. That I was going to say Mega Man. That's one of the ones that, you know, are super nostalgic for me because those... I mean, if you look at it, they were so well done and so great. They recreated them with the same aesthetic and play style today. Right. They still do it. So is that. The other interesting thing, I think, is like you think about Super Mario Bros., the first one, is like you can remember the first level just by closing your eyes and thinking about it. It's like those, you know... I mean, we're looking at the portrait on Adam's wall here, but you know that that Goomba is going to run at you. You you have those couple boxes, you have those bricks, you have that pipe. Like you know what that looks like, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that could probably just kind of explain you through that level. You've you've seen it so much; mm-hmm. it's so iconic. And then when you first go down that first pipe, and then you're in the first little underground segment, like that's pretty much. I mean, you can remember those parts really vividly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would go with, for me, I would definitely go with um, the Mega Man series for sure. And my other one was along the RPG lines. Um, one of the most nostalgic games for me is Secret of Mana. Mm. Or se- is it Mana or Mana? The, I think they're both correct. Okay, Secret of Mana. Mana. That's the That's one. wrong. <laughs> Secret of Moana. <laughs> um, that game is always going to be probably my favorite like RPG just because yeah. I remember beating that one. Yeah. Um, but it was also fun. The music was great. I've not played the remake. I'm not going to play the remake because it was just destroyed by reviewers and mm-hmm. people who played it. Um, but I like that old school turn-based thing. I, I just downloaded Wild Arms 3 from the PS2 onto my PlayStation now. So I'm going to play that. And that, again, that's another cel-shaded JRPG turn-based kind of thing. Yeah. And those are my favorites yeah, from back I, in the day. And I said Crystallis when I was talking. That actually was not. That's an action RPG, so it is real time. But I just have a hard time imagining going back to right. NES. You know, I, I'm sure it'd be fine. But well, I they have just a Nintendo. I have they, a yeah. NES Classic. We can go back and play some of those. See what they're all nice. about. So we're going to turn this there on you, know. Vinny. What uh, What are your answers to those questions? Oh boy! All right. So the funny part is that we we always poke fun that I'm you know the young one here. <laughs> You know, you say I'm 11. Um, Close but enough. nostalgia for me is rough, but my nostalgia game would probably be Halo 3, which is crazy. <laughs> but um, I, I just remember, like, every day I feel like, you know, fifth grade, I'd go home and be playing <laughs> Halo for 24-7 for as long as I could. That's right. This guy. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just a great experience. We'd have, like, 16 people I don't even know. We'd just be playing custom games. Constantly playing every weekend. First ball was great. There's so many great Halo 3 experiences that I just reminisce on because it was just such good times and I didn't need to, you know, had no responsibilities, which were great. It's 2007, right? I um, I think so, yeah. So I was nine. I was was 15 at the time. Yeah. I had my 10-year high school reunion a year before that. <laughs> I was 30. Okay. Yeah, I had my first kid that year. <laughs> I remember that. I only had one, but no. I remember the day that game out, came out very vividly. I might have told the story before, but because I was 15, I remember it because my, my nephew was just born um, a little bit before this, and like I was babysitting that day. I had a couple buddies over with my baby nephew on my lap playing Halo 3. We ordered some Pizza Hut. They We ordered two extra large pepperoni pizzas and do you know what they brought us there you go two extra large cheese pizzas oh they forgot the one topping so 
give them a ring. They bring us two extra large pepperoni pizzas. Now we have four extra large pizzas between the story. four of us, and it was awesome. <laughs> I remember that story. Good so job. I, I think the question is: is, is we're going to find out if Halo Three holds up or not? Because we're going to play it second day of Extra Life. So we're going to do four pizzas. Sure. So I guess we'll find out. And the another answer. thing that that was super cool for Halo Three for me is that I actually met like all of my current real life friends through there. So one of them I went to karate with, and we didn't really talk, but we, he was just kind of like, hey, you have an Xbox 360? It's got Halo 3. I was like, yeah, dude, we should play. And now we've been lifelong friends ever since. Oh, that's awesome. And I've met all my friends through him as well. So it's just a cool kind of thing where, you know, it brought me to who I'm friends with today. It's awesome. That's very cool. Yeah, I love it. Well, thank you for uh, being a part of our show and being a part of our 100th episode. Hopefully uh, you'll be here for episode 200. I, so. I also just want to pimp out your Discord real quick. You guys need to come drop by. It's a real fun time. It is. And also, I need more Sea of Thieves buddies. So there you go. <laughs> There's a real reason. <laughs> Anytime you can show right. the booty. BiteMePodcast.com right. slash Discord. Come talk with Vinny. He's there, there all the go. time. I'm trying to be. So we are uh, doing it. It's episode 100 of the Bite Me Podcast. 100 episodes in. 100. Thought we'd be here. You're the you're the guy who interrupt who made the interrupting cow knock knock joke, aren't you? Cow knock knock. Stupid, aren't you? All right, talking to uh, all of our uh, not well, not all of our listeners, but some of our most favorite listeners. Uh, all eleven of our listeners, <laughs> right? Of the last couple of years, and up next we have a guy who you've heard me say his uh, name before. Turned down for what? AKA Travis. He is now on the show. Welcome to the show, Travis. Hey, how y'all doing? Well, <laughs> it's a day. Yeah. This is day two of recording episode 100. Oh, man, I recorded QTE last night, and it took me, like, I recorded, like, nine minutes of audio to get four minutes of QTE, because I was just like, better. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you talk all day, man. All day long. All day. Mm-hmm. And anyway. it's I go home and I want to be quiet. Yeah. You should take my advice and go ahead and speed up the sound so you can just go ahead and condense it and condense that nine minutes into five minutes and that way <laughs> no, it was, that it was, way that way you get it all in. It was five minutes of mistakes. You hear a lot of the The chipmunks on this week's episode. <laughs> um so anyway, so this is the episode episode one hundred where we're letting everybody uh, talk to us and ask us questions directly on the phone, on Discord, however, and get you on the show. So you've got some questions for us and go. <laughs> All right. Well, this one took me a little bit of time. I, I had Vinny give me a little bit of uh, a little incentive for for getting this one out. So my question is: is with a limitation of disc spin speeds, the increase in game install sizes, and the decreasing cost of solid state drives, could you maybe see consoles moving back to a some sort of cartridge based media as opposed to discs? So well, I mean, the Nintendo Switch kind of came out of nowhere and. Surprised everybody right. with the whole cartridge-based system again. They went back yeah. to cartridges. So he, so he sent me this question, and all of a sudden my brain just like went, right. Um, and I'm like, I wonder how I wonder how feasible that is. Like, I don't think it would be SSDs, but I mean, there are like 128 gig flash drives. Yeah, right. Um, they're not that micro SDs. They're even. relatively cheap, though. But you when know? you factor in the cost of development and yeah. and and all, and all that, it's still it adds extra. Yeah, in on top bulk, of it. though. You know, I mean, it, but I mean, I think the thing is, is I think the people this would be aiming at is people that want a physical product that don't have internet access or don't have, True. you know. Um, but really what started me thinking about it is, like, sometimes games these days take hours to install. Um, and so, like, what would that actually save you? Um, and I, I looked into it, and the, the Xbox 
PS or the Xbox Blu-ray player, right, does about 27 megabytes per second of read time. So slow, really, really, really slow. Right. But the hard drive in it is only capable of accepting writes at like 75 megabits megabytes a second. So yeah, it could be three times faster. But anything faster than a a Blu-ray is going to be infinite, like infinitely faster than the actual hard drive in your Xbox. So yeah, it would be faster, but your limiting factor is actually the hard drive inside the Xbox at this point. So it wouldn't be super, super, super faster. But now what if the hard drives were solid state? Would that- totally a possibility. Okay. And you can do that. Um, even now, it's just expensive. Um, but even then, like it's not crazy faster. Mm-hmm. Um, it's faster, but not not crazy faster. So, so would it be... So my thought on the whole thing is, is it's. I think we're going to see it everything go away from any It'll kind be, of physical copy whatsoever. It'll it's all literally all going to be digital because you can set your switch or your whatever to download stuff, you know, while it's asleep, while you're in bed and yeah. it'll do all these things while you're not even around and it doesn't matter how long it takes, it's going to get done while you're not even there. I kind of like the idea of it though. Like there's something, this is one of those things that I can totally see some weird startup coming out that's going to put like kiosk in a mall that you'll be able to like <laughs> buy a game and it'll pop out on a flash drive and you'll be able to take it home for people that, you know, win it, and it, it's it's a thing that I see in the future. Like it's two or three years from now when everything is digital and there's a bunch of people going like, oh man, I don't have I don't have the internet access. You know, I'm stuck on 25 megabit internet. Or I mean, if like Comcast was in my area, I can only get 12 megabit internet. That would take forever to download a game. And I, I would totally not be shocked if you saw like some little weird mom and pa enterprise that would probably get sued out of existence like super fast. But like has like vending machines in a mall where you either plug in your flash drive and it downloads the game to it after you buy it, or just like pops out a flash drive that you take home. I could totally see that being a thing in like 2021, 2022, especially as that media keeps getting cheaper and cheaper. Oh, totally. I love cartridges. Well, <laughs> I mean, I love cartridges. They're so much cooler than um, discs. Um, and I think it would have been a cool thing had it already happened. But yeah. I think it, it might be past the point where it matters because a disc drive is takes up a lot of space. A disc, you have to put the disc yeah. in the drive in the machine, right? A micro SD is about smaller than my pinky nail. Well, even a micro SD. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, they're even smaller, yeah. And how big they are now. Like, I was amazed when I bought one to to put in the GoPro or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it was like, all this this space. So here's a second question. So let's assume in the next generation that everything is digital. You know, you buy a, a, a Scarlet or whatever, and everything is digital. Do they still come with with blu-ray player in them so people can use them as a media center i doubt it because how much how much media do people actually watch on discs anymore it's a good point it's all right. everything is moved towards streaming not just game you delivery can't stream, and stuff but you can't stream ultra hd blu-rays though i mean i've got 4k hdr videos that i've bought from google play that i bought from I don't think itunes they're the same as those super high res ones though are they like the 4k ultras i don't think they are is there a resolution higher than 4K? I think I don't think it's resolution. I think it's the well, maybe I'm not positive. Maybe it ultra, is. ultra HD means 4K. Yeah, that's just like yeah. maybe it is. High then. definition means 1080. High um, so it, those are terms used so to describe are, so, so resolution. So getting an HD, uh, the Ultra HD Blu-rays is the same as watching 4K, 4K HDR Netflix. In theory, I guess. I guess you could. There could be a different compressed file size, yeah. so you could be getting a slightly more uncompressed version. I don't. I'm not. I'm not yeah, I don't sure. Know. I don't know. Interesting. It'll be that's an. It's, 
I think nowadays, though, when you when you think about it, but does I guess does Netflix have like Dolby Atmos and that kind of stuff that like the Xbox does? Um, uh, I don't know. I never watch. I don't know. I never watch I Netflix on the downstairs where I actually have like 4K abilities or yeah. anything. I rarely watch. It I don't know. There. It's like it's an interesting thought though whether or not. I mean, that would save a ton of space and oh, a yeah. ton. Like your consoles could be so much smaller if they didn't have a, a Blu-ray player in them. So. Well, look at the Switch. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have a disc drive and yeah. it's got a little slot for a cartridge and it's yeah. this powerful little machine. It's not the most powerful, but yeah. it's a powerful it's, little it's machine. All right. yeah. It does it, what it, it needs does to the do. The vapor chamber that the Xbox One X does, but whatever. Oh, is that the cooling thing? Mm. Or, yeah. So the whole reason I ended up kind of looking into this question and I kind of started thinking about it is you know back when there were cartridges and there were discs it was all about the convenience factor of it and now that you have games that are coming with install sizes of 130 gigs 500 gigs I mean that eats up a large portion of just even a factory hard drive that you end up getting with your with your console so I'm not looking to have four, five, six cons- uh, hard drives sitting outside my console just so I can have a relatively big library. Now, granted, I'm sure every game that comes out is not going to have this huge install size. Oh, no, but, I, I don't you know, think that's I'm true. I'm not I think sure they all are. where games are going to be going. They're only going to get bigger. So, right. So, unless the, um, the, the hard drives that these consoles end up having end up becoming, you know, they start selling them at exponentially bigger sizes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, this kind of seems like somebody who wants to have a physical medium. This might be another option. Now, granted, solid-state drives haven't reduced enough in price to make it cost feasible, but I know that... <laughs> <there's> <laughs> I think he agrees. Yeah, well, but, like, flash drives, um, I mean, 128-gig flash drive is not super expensive anymore. Right, right. And, you know, I can see at some point, you know, the, the solid-state drives, um, you know, dropping down in prices enough that, you know, maybe – and they're, and they're so small that you could grab them yeah. just, like a, just like a cartridge and pop them in. Uh, you know, the other thing that came when I was reading these articles was that I didn't realize that spin speeds and, and disk drives were a huge limitation, that, mm-hmm. they're, that they – after about 52X, it ends up comp- uh, compromising the disc and the drive and that there's one company, I can't remember if it's Panasonic that actually came up with a, a disc drive that had seven lasers in it. So you could actually get up to 72 X, but yep. still it's wow. not going to be quite as fast as, as your solid state drives are. So not even close. Yeah. I guess, I guess my, my, my thing is, is that at some point with these huge install sizes, with the fact that, and not everybody has the option of these huge, these fast internet speeds and, you know, just especially when it comes to portability, if they end up making consoles that are future in the future that are better graphically, that can be brought on the, on the go. You know, I can't go over to Starbucks. I can't go all these other places and jump on a Wi-Fi and be able to stream uh, a video game through a streaming service the way that I could if I just had it in, in my in my console. So 5G is the if future. They came up with a way for these huge games to put them and physically bring them. You know, you might kind of see the revolution of where it comes back to uh, a physical media type situation. It's, just, it's a super interesting idea. Like right. it, it's something that had never even occurred to me, and I I love even if it's something that never happens. I adore the idea of it. Well, and I think Breath of the Wild did it really did something really well because they've got this giant massive game on this what is thir- it's a thir- I think Switch cartridges are thirty two gigs or mm-hmm. sixteen gigs or something like that. But even still, like the the Breath of the Wild game is only a six gig or five and a half gig. 
you know, file size. Yeah. And it's this massive game with a whole lot going on inside of it. Yeah. So there's there's ways to do things yeah. to keep that file well, size I mean, down and, and still game, have these like, crazy Because it games. doesn't have huge textures because it's all ray traced. So, right. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll see. The future is soon. Future is soon. <laughs> and there you go. Well, uh, Travis, turn down for what, a.k.a.? Uh, thanks for being a part of our show and uh, continuing your support and listening to us. We really appreciate it. Boop, boop. Hey, no problem, guys. I enjoy listening to y'all. Y'all keep up the good work. Thanks, man. Take it easy. All right. It's episode 100 of the Bite Me podcast and probably uh, the guy who lives farthest away from any of us here in Seattle where we uh, do the Bite Me podcast is our one and only known listener in Australia. I'm pretty sure there's more, but hey, it's Jack Irish. How you doing? Good. How are you guys going? Oh, congratulations on episode 100. Thank, Thank you, you, sir. First of all. Have you listened to all 100 episodes yet? Yeah, I did that. It took me quite a while. Yeah, we talk a lot. (laughs) At least 100 hours. It was well worth it. It was well worth it. All right, let's, uh, shall we just get into this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know what the question is, so. Why don't you ask us the question, Jack, and we'll go from there. All right. Uh, considering GTA Five sold a hundred billion copies or whatever it was, (laughs) do you guys think that Red Dead Redemption 2 will outsell that over a period of time? I, I don't even think a hundred billion is like hyperbole. <laughs> that is actually how many copies right. that Red Dead. It was the fourth best-selling game of last month. What? Still? Yeah. Like eleven years after it came out? Who doesn't have this game at this right? point? People are just buying extra copies at this. I point. I think I got it twice and I still haven't played it. I, yeah. I own it twice. I mean, yeah, I have two copies, of it. <laughs> and I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy another one because I'm sick of putting the disc in the machine. So, <laughs> um, so the question is: Is Red Dead? T- do you think? Do we think Red Dead Redemption Two is going to outsell GTA Five? And I'm glad you said over time because initially, I don't know. Like GTA Five sold like a crazy amount right out of the gate, and it just stayed there so i don't know if red dead redemption 2 is going to be able to keep up with that over time just depends on how they flesh out their online service i mean it legitimately it's at about 100 million copies i think it's right in that yeah right in that area i think that it can though um for a couple reasons is one it uh what do i want to say it there are more people that have gaming consoles today than they did in 2013 when it came out um and so initially you'll just get a bunch more sales. And then two, that game is eventually going to come out on the PC and it's going to get a bunch more sales that way. And three, I guarantee you that when whatever the next systems come out, come out, they'll remaster it and release it again. I mean, they're probably going to follow the same lines they did with GTA 5 where it's like come out later in the life cycle, push it to everything, then release it here and yep. then release it there and then just keep, you know, giving everybody a reason to buy yeah. it again and again and again. And the online play, I mean, the thing is, is GTA 5's online play is not good. Well, you say um, it's not good. See, and he plays it more than anyone I've ever met, and he says it's broken, so yeah. it's broken. Um, four years of playing a broken game. Four years of playing a broken game. That's dedication. And so if they can make it better, um, the setting's unique. There aren't that many Western games, and Westerns are huge everywhere. Everyone yeah. loves Westerns. And I would say that there are people that like Westerns more overseas than people that live here and like Westerns. Right. Like, they're huge, and especially, like, Asian countries, they're real big. So, yeah, I think so. Um, I'm kind of I'm interested to think about it also is like I wonder if westerns appeal more than like the crime genre than just from that perspective I'm, yeah. I'm kind of curious I don't know if one has more appeal over the other one like maybe more people would play a western than would play a really kind of I don't know provocative vulgar <laughs> GTA game I don't I don't know so do you think do you think it maybe that it's going to do better because people outside of the U.S. had this romanticized idea of what the country western genre is because that's a 
pretty American right. yeah. kind of thing. Just like we have this obsession with, we want the next Assassin's Creed to be a samurai game or something like that. We're right. obsessed with that kind well, of exactly. stuff because we've romanticized it. I to think a we way. can actually ask that question right now and get a real answer. Okay. Is Australia exactly like Crocodile Dundee and the Crocodile Hunter? Is that because that's what everyone in America thinks? Is that right? Uh, it depends where you are. Uh, <laughs> it's just sure. like that. <laughs> in that case, where maybe I am. No, not so much. Anything goes. But you, I mean, like, there are legit kangaroos where you are, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I hit one uh, a couple you of hit, months ago. You hit a kangaroo? Yeah. It was a jelly. It bounced off. Like, it like bounced off my car. I got out, checked if it was all right, and it got up and bounced away. I went, all right. Oh, my God. <laughs> What's the craziest animal yeah. you're going to see today? Uh, I saw... Wombat chase somebody. Wombats are the most yes. adorable. I want to pet one and so bad. Cha- but it was chasing no, somebody. Don't. I know, no, I know that. But they're I know super they're fluffy. like super aggressive, but like they're it's the so biggest floof. doofiest looking animal in the entire world. <laughs> what are the yeah, odds of being bitten by something yeah. poisonous by the end of today? Is it like is that something you wake up every morning thinking about? <laughs> No, I'm just going to watch the snakes where, where my place is. Oh, you work outside, really too. Oh, my God. You work where they live. <laughs> That's not fun. They're after oh, your toes. It's not good. Or what do you think, um, Adam? What? Oh, were you done? I, I had another question, kind of as, a, mm-hmm. as someone in Australia, not in the Americas. Like, uh, GTA and Red Dead Redemption are both very American games. Mm-hmm. True. Which one appeals more? Maybe to you, uh, and maybe maybe the people around speak you. Speak for all Australians. Yes. You can do it. Just generalize every Australian. Well, um, a lot of people over here are hot, really hot for it. Uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people are just sick of. A lot of people still play GTI Five, but I think a lot of people are sick of it. The way it's, the way it's broken. So I think it's sort of half and half. People are really excited for Red Dead Redemption, but still go back to the old faithful. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, and maybe that yeah. might be their that might be their release model going forward. Is it's like, all right, we've played out GTA for a while. Let's go back to Red Dead. We'll play that out until it's just in the ground, yeah. and then we'll come back with another yeah, GTA. I'm fine with that. So what, yeah. what do you think, Adam? Do you think it'll do it? I mean, over time, maybe. I don't see Red Dead as being. Um, I think Red Dead is a bit more of a niche sure. style or type of game. Where GTA is just like, eh, who doesn't want to steal cars and you know beat up hookers for money? Like that's right. just fun, right? In the game world, <laughs> that's kind of my that's fun. That's like, kind of my feeling too. Is that GTA even still maybe has a little bit bigger name still too? Yeah. And although Red Dead Redemption is very well regarded, it's Red Dead has so much like history though, and people have been asking about it for right. so long. When There's are we going to get another Red Dead? When are we going to get another Red Dead? Yeah. Yep. Well, we'll all find out we'll very, see. very soon. Yeah, 26. There uh, you go. I think the uh, final question actually is, Is what do you think, Jack? You have, you have to answer your own question, man. I reckon it'll come close. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did too. Come close. Come, it'll be very close. It'll be interesting seeing it in about a year's time, how many copies that were sold. Yeah, I agree. Because I know a lot of people pre-ordered it already. All right. Well, Jack, thank you for letting us give you a call. Thanks for being a patron. Thanks for listening to the show. And we hope to bring you at least another 100 more awesome episodes. We'll we'll talk to you at episode 200, too. (laughs) 
Thanks for letting me be a part of it. Right on. Uh, episode 100 of the Bite Me podcast. We're talking to all of our favorite patrons who are uh, a part of our show via Patreon and stuff like that. There are things and stuff and whatever. Um, and every week, I butcher this poor guy's name because I have no idea how to say it. So since we've got him on the phone, we're going to ask him how he says his name. Alan. Schulte. Schulte. So said it right for the last, like, three or four episodes. <laughs> Crap. Oh. Well, three or four out of a hundred. I guess that's not too bad. <laughs> I mean, I guess the, the real, like, Schultz would be kind of a weird name. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe? I don't know. It's not that hard. We just make it hard. One slip up when you say Schultz. <laughs> one slip up with Schultz, and you're saying a completely different mm-hmm. word that not a lot of people want to hear. <laughs> What's that? There are some really good attempts. <laughs> pretty funny. It's, it's, it's what keeps the humor fresh. I'm going with Schulte. It's very... <laughs> kind of French. Yeah. I like it. Super fancy. Um, so, uh, for our 100th episode, you guys are on the phone with us or Skype or however, and you get to ask us the questions uh, right out your mouth. So go ahead. Let us know what, what question you got. Right out your mouth. Right out your mouth. So my question is, have there been any instances where a game's background theme or assets like music, artwork, or character's hobby have led you to research and find something new in real life that you really enjoyed? That is a great It is. That's a question. good question. Because I think we've all got stuff or we found something via, you know, looking up like, oh, who was the person that did the music for that? Or who's the person yeah, who right. did this art or, or whatever? I think we've all got something. Yeah, definitely. So me, I just like so to walk around and grab five random things and throw them into a burning pot somewhere and see what happens. That's what I've picked up from the video games. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And I can climb anything. Seriously, I've tried climbing so many things and my boss is like, dude, you cannot climb up that wall again. Stop. <laughs> but yeah. What I else? Think, well, I think you and I have kind of pulled the same type of thing just from different games. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, well, and with your help, I discovered Austin Wintory. Yeah. Um, he did the gaming music for, he did the music in Journey and Abzu, some Banner Saga games, some Assassin's Creed games. Bunch of stuff. Yeah, he's done a lot of stuff, but the Abzu soundtrack and the Journey soundtrack in particular are probably two of my favorite um, gaming soundtrack things. So I've always paid attention to the music because I'm a music guy and I produce stuff, so that's kind of always been my thing. Um, but because of that, like, I've downloaded the entire Ori soundtrack. I found that on YouTube. So I listen to that on the plane or whenever. I, it's just, I love game music now. Yeah. I, I pay same, more attention I to it to than I think I ever did. constantly now. Um, I think for me, the the one that probably had the biggest impact was actually, um, like, Doom 2, probably. And what it did for me was got me really interested in um, level design. Um, I used to screw around all the time making Doom 2 levels, and none of them were good, and I obviously didn't, like, <laughs> take that anywhere where I could even release one. But uh, I spent hours during the summer, and, uh, like, the first couple of years I worked um, at Software Etc., actually, on my break, we had a PC in the in the store, and we'd go and make Doom levels. Uh, but they were terrible. They were absolutely terrible. <laughs> that's why it's a hobby and wasn't your job. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, I would say that... Um, Oxenfree to really inspired me to start making my own video game again. So that uh, that was a big inspiration. Uh, playing a narrative adventure that wasn't super combat heavy or anything, just was an interesting story. Really inspired me to to start. So someday that'll happen, maybe four or five years from now. Yeah. Um, as a quick aside, I recently put in the popped in the the new WWE game, and they have a disclaimer before you play, and they're like, "Don't do this at home." Right, and I kind of like. I thought it was kind of funny because I'm playing a game. Like, I understand why it's there because you don't want anyone doing silly flips off their house, breaking their neck, or whatever. Even though they will, completely understandable. They're going to do it anyway. (laughs) But at least we said, "Don't try." Um, 
I, I kind of wondered, like, had this disclaimer been in front of, like, Mario? Like, what that that would mean? And I, then, like, has anyone... Has that, is that, like, the precursor to getting into parkour? Like, platforming video mm-hmm. games? Um, I haven't really tried that because um, I think there's inherent danger in jumping off buildings. <laughs> I played Mirror's um, Edge. And- yeah, but, like, it's, it's pretty neat when people do it, but... Um, I mean, I think we should, as an aside, though, note on the Discord, we were talking earlier about, like, stupid things that we did as kids. And there yes. were, like, 15 people in the Discord who were like, oh, yeah, I tried X-Next Wrestler's Move and I broke my friend's back. I'm right. like, what? <laughs> so mm, yeah. maybe they need those disclaimers. Right. Um, and I, I probably some of the things I've done over my time was inspired by some video game in some way. Well, um, I mean. Kind of silly stuff. That yeah. You throwing hatchets at uh, a camper. Yeah. I'm Axe sure they're. Pitchfork tossing. Yeah. Um, firework experiments, those kinds of things. <laughs> firework experiments, making That's things. A jackass video. That's not an experiment. Watermelons. Um, yeah, yeah, like all kinds of stuff. Everything um, dumb that Dylan did was inspired by video games. Yeah, no, no serious injuries though ever. Maybe instead of saying "Don't try this at home," they should say, "If you're gonna do this, make sure you do it right. Don't try yeah. this because if you try, you're gonna break something. So if you're gonna jump off a building and do a backflip, land. Do this at home. Don't uh, try it. What uh, What games have influenced you to do things? So I'm really interested in cars, and I think that may have originated when I started playing like Hot Pursuit on PC when I was maybe in middle school but lots of car games lots of racing if you listen the last two months you find out that i don't like cars and i know nothing about them so my question is now can you be like my forza four guru can i like say hey i've got this car um what do i I know how to put gas in it what (laughs) (laughs) right custom tune-ups by alan it'll be great yeah i i definitely think that car games have influenced me to appreciate cars a little bit more not i'm not a car person by any means i can do I could probably put a new starter in my car, and that might be the extent of my knowledge after changing Which tires not and easy. an oil change. Like, I've had no. to do it before when my buddy's car broke down on the way back to college. Like, we, we got to an O'Reilly's, picked up the part. Like, I put it in, and we were on our way. Like, um, But I also think that games like that might influence, like, yeah, maybe I'm not going to buy a supercar, but maybe I will buy a Subaru. I am so, not even kidding. Yeah. I had that exact same thought the other day. I'm right. like, these Subarus are real cool. Like, I never really wanted a Subaru before. Right. Or if I was, I was going to get, like, an out back but i'm like these little sporty supers are kind of fun right i'm listening to those two talk about it i never ever once want to hear you make fun of me for pre-ordering a video game that costs 60 dollars because it's shiny and you guys are talking 30 40 thousand dollar cars because it's fun i've been there i'm gonna buy one <laughs> nice Blippity black blue alan thanks for uh, listening to our show and supporting our little podcast we really really appreciate it thanks for uh, being a part of our 100th episode yeah thanks guys it's awesome i love it i hope you guys keep going for, you know, years, years, years. Me too. Forever. <laughs> me, me kind of. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Take it easy, man. All right, see you guys. All right. So continuing on through episode 100, uh, he's been a listener of the show for quite a while. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always enjoy uh, his questions and getting to Well, I don't do a lot of gaming with anybody because I'm a horrible, horrible human being, but I hear he's fun. He is fun. Josh, like, used to game all the time with Dylan. They still do some stuff. Josh is the only person. I've actually met in real life from this podcast. The IRL. IRL, yeah. Sweet. We hung out in Arizona. It was fun. Nice. So, yeah, we have got Josh. We've golfed together. Online. Top golf. No, no, in real life. Oh, wow, cool. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, Josh? Uh, I'm doing fantastic, guys. 
Super cool. And if you're uh, if you're like, who's Josh? If you're in our Discord, he goes by Shadow X. Yes. Sir. Okay. I'm like, is the X there for sure? Is it one of those silent X's because people have weird names? Is it a silent X? No. You see, that's when it starts with a lowercase S, X and then another X. I believe that would be Shadow then. Shadow. <laughs> it's French. 100 percent French. Nice. Um, so yeah. So you guys are asking us the questions uh, this week on the phone or on the Discord or on the Skype, however you want to do it. And we got you on Discord right now. So give us your question this week. Awesome. So uh, you guys know X Cloud's been announced. Uh-huh. Um, so my question to you guys is, how do you think Microsoft implements this program, um, both in cost? Uh, what do you think it's going to cost consumers, if anything at all? Uh, what's the time frame that we're looking at? And uh, does Microsoft benefit from the players on the mobile market? Well, first of all, I need to correct you. I believe it's pronounced the cloud. <laughs> the cloud. Let's go there first. I'm clearly the expert here Xerox. pronouncing names. <laughs> and Xerox, yeah, see? Yeah, see? Anyway, so no, xCloud. So there's the question, guys. What do, what do we think? Um, I think, I mean, they're not talking beta until next year. My guess is that it's kind of a beta where they keep throwing weird things at it for a couple of years. I think it'll probably launch in line with the next Xbox. Um, so they'll release a hardware Xbox and then a streaming Xbox. It's more like a like an Apple TV, like a streaming box. My guess is that the streaming box will either be incredibly inexpensive, um, and by that, I guess I mean between less 75 than a, and 100 bucks. Yeah, I was going to say like less than 100 bucks. But I mean, like if you look at the Steam links, they give those things away nowadays. They're like five, ten. 10 bucks some of the time, so maybe it's free. Or even more so, I, I would guess they'll do something kind of like they did with the Xboxes, where if you buy it and subscribe to their service for a year or two, you get the hardware for free. I think cost is hard. I want to say that like the sweet spot's probably 25 And that's um, it. I think 25 would be the sweet spot if they include the hardware at that $25 a month. But I kind of wonder if they do something like you get the lot, you get live, you get the streaming service, and you get Game Pass, and it's 50 a month or 35 a month if that becomes you know more i guess if you look at it in theory game pass and live are 20 dollars a month anyway so if you roll the game service into it and charge like another 15 or 20 so now you're looking at 35 40 and in theory really never having to buy games again it's a pretty it's a pretty good offer well because i mean too if you look at it like you can do the whole two-year agreement thing with an xbox one x for 27 dollars a month yeah. and that includes your game pass yeah so, so, I mean, the price point. Yeah, but it's you know, so you put the low to begin with. You put the streaming on top of that, yeah. and, and I think the thing that'll be hard to work out is how does how do third party games fit into that? Is that a purchase? Is it a you know, it's part of your subscription? Like ultimately, I think the best way for this to go is that you just you have a subscription and it's like Netflix and maybe it's even like maybe Hulu is actually a better example where you buy the base Hulu and Hulu is $10 a month and then if you want to add on Showtime it's an extra 5 bucks so maybe the base is you buy Game Pass and you get all the Xbox games and you want to add on Ubisoft <laughs> it's right. 5 bucks a month you want to add on Activision it's 5 bucks a month and so that could the, be an interesting yeah model. the base is $35 or you might be paying 60 it might be like cable but even at $60 that's one 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 game a month that's not that's not terrible and and people that are going to be into this stuff because the early adopters of a streaming service are going to be people that are super tech forward people that have really fast internet people that are probably already buying tech and gadgets and games and stuff anyway they're probably willing to pay 40 50 60 dollars a month for a service like this I'd really just like to see it as it somehow bundled with Xbox yeah. Live and stuff. I think at some point that kind of just all needs to be together. Because mm-hmm. um, obviously you need games to play if you do the streaming yeah. thing. So it, I think it's just a natural fit for Game Pass to be included with that 
regardless. So, I mean, and then you <clears throat> probably need to be a part of Xbox Live at the same time. So it kind of makes sense that it would just be one service, one service yeah. for that. And yes, if you just wanted normal Xbox Live, maybe that's something else. But because I think they're still going like, to they're still going to have that other hardware device. But I mean, right. You know, the reality is, is you've got a guy playing on hardware versus a guy playing streaming, and they all play together. Right, and right. And works. I think, so, and the, the, the follow-up question in this, is, does Microsoft benefit from players on the mobile market? I think that's going to be their kind of lucky, like, oh, ace yeah. in the hole, because everybody's got a mobile device, and if they can pick up their game and they can play, because, I mean, look at Fortnite right that's now. Fortnite, you can Fortnite do it effect. everywhere. Right. So if you can pick up the new Halo, day one, day and date, it's on the service, you can play it on your phone, you can pick it up when you get home and play it on your Xbox, or you can go to bed and play it on your tablet. You've got all these places to play that same game, and it's just seamless. It's like going from reading a book on a Kindle to reading it online, to it just picks up where you left off. Well, and, and and with things like the new 5G internet service, yeah. you know, I could totally see. I love in the video, there's a video that Microsoft released. And everyone should go watch it because it was really interesting. They show a person holding a controller and it's got some sort of little clippy thing that holds your phone uh-huh. directly to your controller. I could totally see with 5G internet being a thing, people playing that on the bus and people playing that right. just out and about. And I would not be shocked at all is if there's a $15 service that is only mobile. So all you can play on is your... Oh, that would be so cool. And so people that don't want to buy an Xbox, but maybe want to play with their friends. So Josh, what do you think? Um, what, are you, what are you hoping as somebody like listening to a podcast that's out there as just, you know, everyday gamer kind of guy? Um, what are you hoping it's going to cost? What kind of price point is kind of your tipping point that would stop you from, from checking out the whole project or the, the xCloud thing? For me, I think uh, it's got to be a, a tiered price service. Um, kind of like, like you mentioned with Hulu, Cliff. Uh, this idea, maybe you have like a silver, platinum, gold kind of kind of uh, take on it. I, I think maybe I don't know. This might be a little far fetched. Maybe they get rid of live um, cost. Um, I know they're making money there, uh, but they can make twice the amount of money uh, through a stream service anywhere and just eat the cost of it, or split the cost between Games Pass and Microsoft's uh, Xbox Live. Because I think three three subscription plans for Microsoft may not necessarily be the smartest move, mm-hmm. at least not from a consumer standpoint, right? I mean, sure, sixty bucks a year sounds super super easy to do when you have a live subscription but then when you start adding on games pass and things monthly um outside of the games realm i mean every service across the planet seems like it's going month to month so when you start stacking that extra 10 and 15 bucks it adds up super quick Mm -hmm. um so for me i think if microsoft's like hey we're gonna pinpoint this towards like 30 or 40 dollars a month like yeah maybe 60 bucks is a game a month um but 30 dollars on top of whatever you're paying for games pass or your subscription service um for xbox live kind of starts to tip the table so i'm hoping that they get it to a price point that's right for the average consumer like i said because especially when you're talking about the cost of internet i mean myself i mean i've got decent internet because i'm in a metro area but i pay heavily for that costed service where somebody who's obviously in a rural area may need that that box so i I think it'll be interesting to see if they give tiered service uh, to consumers so that they can kind of choose their price point be like hey I'll, I'll take a menu i'll choose it this month if it's not enough and i feel as a consumer i can buy more next month give me that option um so i think uh, microsoft will do really good to kind of give that menu and tier service for, for its consumers i think microsoft would do really well to hire you because you just laid out their <laughs> perfect business plan so <laughs> well and i think one thing that makes me feel really positive about this is that microsoft in the last year or two has 
has become an incredibly pro-consumer, pro-gamer uh, company um, with the release of all their products and just the way they're doing business. And so uh, hopefully you're right that they'll they'll look at who the average consumer is and who their super consumers are and try and find either a tier service or a price point that hits somewhere in the middle of those two. Yeah, I also think, too, I think maybe that this this hits... I know we're we're looking at maybe the next Xbox in like three years. Uh, I know it's a little ways out, a couple years, right? But I'm wondering with this beta test so early. I mean, uh, that video does release a lot of information to us from their their X Cloud with the servers that they're already putting together with like four to eight like Xboxes in each hub. I'm wondering if maybe their beta, even though they release it early on, maybe they talk about it a little bit more here at XO uh, coming yeah. up. But I think maybe they get beta launched, and I think maybe they have this start running. Uh, more of like a multi a mass beta or like a, a pre-launch so to speak um probably by the end of next year early uh 2020 i think i is where i think we see it um but i think they do a really hard push with that stream box or stream service whatever hardware they decide to use when they push the next console um i i think talking about it now i, I know it sounds super crazy but if, if google stream i mean cliff you've already experienced it and i'm, I'm waiting on my uh my information for that google stream um, but if the, it's running as seamless as it is f- now for the standard amount or the, the small amount of consumers that can handle that, um, I think it would be wise for at least Microsoft today to jump in on that early. Because if Google takes off, uh, I think Cliff hits it perfectly. Whichever company hits it well, the soonest pushes gaming to the next level. Yep. Um, and I don't think Microsoft can afford to be behind Google when they have one of the largest markets for servers in the world. Um, and their business model makes a lot of sense. So I, I expect to see a little bit earlier than the next generation console, um, just simply because it gets more consumers, especially with mobile gaming being the largest pool of gamers in the world. I, I definitely see that Microsoft pushes a way to at least get, grab those gamers quickly and then build the hype up so that maybe a mobile gamer transitions from mobile gaming to wanting that streaming device in their in their, in their living room or they want that new Xbox console in their living room that way when they go to launch um, that new system, they're familiar enough with the Xbox brand that they want to jump on and be like, hey, not only can I enjoy this on my phone, now I can enjoy it in my living room. And of course, consumers like us, we already enjoyed it in our living room. We're just happy to enjoy it on the go. So they're in this really weird spot between how long it's going to be between next-gen consoles and the stream service. So, I mean, we'll see what what they do with it. Well, you know, one thing that I hadn't really thought about until I heard you talking is that there are 40, 50, 60 million, we don't really know, number of Xboxes already in the wild. And there's no reason that every one of those could not become a streaming device. Oh, yeah. You know, um, so right. who knows? They may they may never, they may launch a, you know, Project Scarlet, which is this set-top box. But if you already have an Xbox, you may not need it. Right. You know, you may be able to just use your existing hardware until it dies. Um, that would be fine. Yeah, Because right. I would like to not have to invest in something Same. again. So, um, well, after this conversation, I am resigning because uh, Josh clearly is way more knowledgeable about video games and all that stuff than I ever will be. So I quit. I can't remember his job title was business analyst. <laughs> well, pretty soon we're going to have to start calling him Dr. Josh. Yeah. So we get, he can be our, uh, what's that? Like the, our on, on, the call. like the on the street guy, the consultant. We were talking about another guy. Yeah, like yeah, on the street. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Going to go to our analyst. <laughs> Two or three more years till, till the doctor hits, but, uh. Hey, that, that's pretty cool, though. Well, we appreciate you being around for uh, however many years we've been doing this already. Two? 
Almost two. Almost two. Two next year. That's crazy. So, uh, yeah, thanks for being a part of the show and being on our 100th episode. We really appreciate it. appreciate you uh, being a fabulous listener. Yeah, thanks, Josh. Awesome, guys. Thanks so much. All right. It's the 100th episode of the Bite Me Podcast, and we've got all our favorite listeners from the last couple years joining us, and he asks the most important question every single week. They're always introspective, thought-provoking, probably the key to world peace. I will say we we make fun of them every single time, and sometimes we're like, no, we should really spend 10 minutes talking about dipping sauces. Yeah, because then we're like, oh, I think I'm going to talk about that for 20 minutes, and there we go. Uh, his name is Hans. Welcome to the show, Hans. You the also hear him uh, with the socks. Yeah, you also hear him on 8-Bit Eight Eight Bit Bites, that show that I need to get on. Yes, you do. So We anyway. talk about retro stuff. Get we just posted a new it. episode today, actually. Oh, nice. Hello, Mr. Socks. Hi. It's a very cool show. Everybody should listen. Dave. It's much better than the real show. It, it totally is. <laughs> wow. Sick burn, bro. Them's fighting words. <laughs> <laughs> and you you just heard Dylan's voiceover uh, demo for Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, anyway, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for being a part of it. Always. It's my pleasure. And, uh, and you and Cliff have the history. You yeah, guys we go way, go way back. back. Probably 15 years, what do you think? At least, yeah. yeah. We, we, I'll, I'll shout it out. We uh, we met listening to a online Disney uh, land radio station called Subsonic Radio. So you can go listen to Disney music at subsonicradio.com. Is that still a thing? It is still a thing. It, what? It, yeah, most definitely. Still a thing. Yep. It's getting better every day. Um, maybe. <laughs> New music is being added. That is once true. In a while. There is yeah. they, they turned on the Halloween stream today, so you can listen to Halloween themed Disneyland music. Mm-hmm. It's good. So now, for anybody who hasn't listened to Eight Bit Bites, um, tell us a bit about your setup there, uh, where you live, because you've kind of got a cool thing going on in your basement. That sounds creepy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> sounds really creepy. Tell us about your red room, Hans. <laughs> tell us about it. The pinball machines are the big ones right now. You know, my Guardians and my Ghostbusters, Guardians of the Galaxy and Ghostbusters oh, are two cool. very popular yeah, things. I want to get. So off cool. that, I would I would be on that machine. The the big line though lately has been in front of Karate Champ. I love Karate I Champ. Vaguely remember Karate that game. Champ. It's like the precursor to like Street Fighter, um, huh. except you have two joysticks instead of buttons. What interesting? Wait, what? I remember this game. Yeah, so you have one joystick that moves you left, right, up, down, flips, and then the other joystick. And there's a whole, like, matrix of combinations that does the combinations. Oh, I had no idea. I've never played it in the arcade. I've only played it on the Commodore where you did not have those options. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Do you like that better for a fighting game? That seems interesting. I, I don't know. I mean, I like Street Fighter 2, so I'm kind of used to that. But Karate Champ is novel and interesting, and it was the first, you know, multiplayer fighting game like that. So it's crazy. Well, you always have the most interesting questions every week, and they always lead to uh, these very, very um, interesting discussions. So <laughs> let's this go. This will be no different. <laughs> right? I'm sure it's not. So what's your question for us? The question is, what is your favorite Halloween candy? Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> Um, well, and go. So mine is actually candy corn, um, but actually... Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I love the ones that have, like, the candy corn, plus the ones that have, like, the the chocolate-ended candy corn and the little pumpkins. Um, With caramel? Yeah. Caramel? I thought there was a a caramel one. There's a caramel... Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I I just like that. It's like the harvest... corn? It's the harvest mix of candy corn, and I love it. But, like, I like all the internet unpopular... Like, like foods too. Like, like I the love peeps. peanuts. No, those are garbage. Ooh. What? Um, I like. It's like pink styrofoam with some weird 
I like candy Ugh. corn. I like um, Cadbury eggs a lot. I like Peeps. I like all those like things that people are like. Oh, they're gross. The things that come out at Easter. Just Halloween. sugar. Like all of those are just sugar. <laughs> have, have, yes. Yeah. It's delicious. Uh-huh. I'm not. I'm one hundred percent on board. With You're you. not judging. <laughs> no, but I love candy corn. I have. I will. I guess I'll out myself. I've gone through like two, maybe three bags of it already. What? It barely lasts a weekend in my house. I love that stuff. See, I like candy corn. I really do. Um, I was one of the few kids that'd be like, I got candy corn. Yeah. It was like, you're stupid. But I still loved it. Um, and I also <laughs> like, as I got older, they started making those, um, the, the caramel apple suckers. Oh, yeah. they're so good. Oh, they're so good. My those grandpa my was addicted to those uh, until he died. Um, we used is to that, send them. That's not what killed it, does it? Okay. Maybe. I don't know. They said it was sadness. <laughs> But because um, oh <laughs> he ran out of caramel and the pop. No, we used to send those to him all the time. We'd buy them like in bulk off Amazon. This show has taken a very dark turn mm. since we picked Hans up here. Uh, it's probably not your fault. Episode. Dylan, what's... You, you should have heard some of the stuff we said before we called. Not you wow. specifically, but man, there was a time about 10 minutes ago where things got weird in here. It was weird. Um, yeah. Difficult question, I know. It is. Uh, I think, I mean, candy corn special because I think it's, it's themey. It's themey with Halloween. Yeah. But, it's themey with Halloween Right. But um, I think the caramel apple pops is a good choice because it's something I typically probably wouldn't get. But on Halloween, I was very happy when I had those because like, I could enjoy them. But I would never go to the store because I don't really purchase and eat a lot of candy. Like, it's not. It's probably why it's 17 feet tall and weighs 140 pounds. It doesn't mean I don't eat a lot of it sometimes. Like, <laughs> hyper occasionally, I'll eat just like a couple bags of candy or however many, like, pound of peanut butter MMs. Mm. Um, but other than that, I really like Reese's. I gotta kind of agree with Dylan. I think the Reese's peanut butter cups that they make into yes. pumpkins yeah. are the those are yes. the perfect chocolate to peanut butter ratio, even better than the actual cup. Yeah, See, I, I like too that you don't that. have to peel them out of the stupid little like foldy Funny cupcake thing yeah. either. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah. Easier I, access, I can eat more of them quicker. <laughs> I always find it interesting that the shaped Reese's are better. Like, it, I just like want a little bit more peanut butter in there, mm. and that the cups typically don't have. So I, I, th- I do think like the pumpkins and maybe the Christmas trees sometimes are a little bit more enjoyable. Question: Pumpkin spice latte, yes or no? I'm pointing at I no one. I probably actually haven't ever had one. I haven't either. I've had one before. I mean, there it's a latte with pumpkin spice in it. There's nothing special Is it about good? it. It's not bad. Yeah. Interesting. Like, it's I just like a different I kind like of pumpkin, so I probably wouldn't mind it. But I'm probably just gonna have a mocha. Yeah. I, but you know what? You should not do. Do not get the pumpkin spice creamer from the stores. I got that because I'm like, that's a good idea. No good. It's not a good idea. Uh, ever. Oh well. Ever. Oh so, well. So what can we expect us on the uh, next episode of Eight Bit Bites? I don't think. We planned that one out. I was going to see what Dylan or Cliff were talking about. We got three weeks. I would love to do. Oh, no. It came. Oh. A review of the arcade one up. Yeah, he got a 12 in one arcade machine from Best Buy. Oh, I yeah. saw that. I yeah. saw Best that. Exclusive. We'll talk about that and we'll see if it's actually everything they say it is. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you uh, for being a part of our show from the word jump and being uh, now a co host of one of our little off. off uh, he actually had, was a, a co host. He was at the co host of episode 42 as well. You oh, guys are both out of town. He was, yeah. he was actually on the main show, too. Cool. Well, we appreciate it and thanks for listening and keep those awesome questions coming. <laughs> Always. Thanks, Hans. Yep, bye. So we are in the middle of our 100th episode of the Bite Me Podcast. 100. 100. uh, 100. Like we did for... No, we haven't done this. This is our first 100th episode, so I don't know why I said like we did. (laughs) When we did the last 100th episode... 
Yeah. Anyway, so we've got all of our lovely producer patrons uh, on the show with us today, and we're talking to one of our favorites, Joe Coleslaw. Yes, sir. Hello. Hello. How's everyone doing? <laughs> really good. How are you? Oh, doing just fine. Uh, prepping myself up for extra life and uh, getting some last-minute graphics ready. He's been making some awesome graphics for folks. Like, if you guys haven't talked to him yet, he's making all these cool, like, mixer graphics. And, and, it's uh, beautiful. Oh, it's I saw really one. Cool. Yeah, I got really one. Yeah, it's real cool. Yeah. I'm going to be at a fundraiser. Yeah. Oh, right. I forgot. <laughs> It's a thing, but it's yeah, fine. Don't make him graphics. He won't use them. 100% don't make him graphics. You should just make one that just says Adam's never here. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I'll yeah. I'll see th- what I can do. That'd be awesome. Uh, thank you for being a patron and supporting our little show, and we're glad to have you. Uh, we're letting everybody ask us the questions, you know, in kind of IRL this week. So go. What you got? <laughs> All right. Well, in South Park fashion, remember the Gex? Remember? Yeah, vaguely. Oh, yeah. Remember? I remember. I remember the Gex. Here you play a gecko that uh, was full of one-liners and uh, quick quips uh, relevant to the time. What was your best memories of the game? If they could remake that game, would it still be Gex or would it be another mascot? Who would be the voice? Mm. What would be the topics? Well, so I vaguely remember the name or the game. We all kind of remember it. I don't think we play. None of us played it. No. But I know. Well, you played one of them. Yeah. Um, but would that would a game like that be relevant now, or do you think it would work now? <sighs> 3D action platformers, unless I think your name is Mario Odyssey <laughs> or Spider Man, have not yeah. been great. Um, but like of that time, you know right, the right. the Banjo Kazooie is like or not Banjo Kazooie. I'm sorry, um, Mario 64 Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, that, that's. Yeah. But I'm thinking like new ones. I was thinking, um, shoot, what's the one that came out that was like Banjo Kazooie but was ukulele? Ukulele. Gotcha. Like came out and it was okay. Um, and like uh, Crash Bandicoot came out and it was okay but insanely difficult um, I'm excited to see what Spyro's gonna be um, this cover is more provocative but yeah I found that one too like Ooh, a it's a very sexy gecko. naked gecko <laughs> um, they've all been okay but I'm, I'm, like, su- I'm super excited about Spyro because that was kind of my jam back in the day so would it be successful? maybe um, I don't know if people are into those like super um Pop culture, always throwing out quippy stuff as much now as it was. That was totally a thing. It was a in thing. the late '90s, early yeah. 2000s. I mean, a lot of, and especially like if you watch movies from those times, right. it's the same thing. Like all the Shrek movies, a lot of DreamWorks stuff was that way. Um, but I don't know if that's as big of a thing now, is it? I, I think that the only people that have managed to pull off something like that are uh, the South Park games. Valid, yeah. Like, they, they're both really, really good games, and they draw so heavily on pop culture and yeah. everything, you know, from the last five years is all over that game. Yeah, that's true. So that's true. I think unless you're, uh, what is it, Matt Stone and Trey Parker, yeah. you probably couldn't pull it off unless you had, you know, Matt Stone and Trey Parker yeah, come yeah. join you. Yeah. yeah. I, I'll be honest, I actually read this question wrong, too. I thought it was, what th- 3D action platform would you want? And so I wrote down Rayman. I really want another Rayman game. <laughs> <laughs> Even though they're not 3D. They're not 3D, but yeah. they are kind of 3D. They're like 2.5D a lot of times. You move right. in and out of the screen. Mm-hmm. So There was a Rayman game for the N64, and it was complete 3D action platformer. Oh, really? I'm staring at the cartridge now, yeah. <laughs> what? I did not know that. How did I miss that? I love Rayman. I, I missed Like, I played the first Raymans, and then I went straight to Origins and Legends. I missed a lot of that stuff in the middle, but I love Origins and Legends so much. So I guess the real question, Joe, is what, what do you think? Do you think uh, we, we, we're going to turn these questions back on everyone? What, what do you think? Could, uh, could that be a thing today? You know, some of the references in which I was referring to, there's like this cartoon land, you know, straight out of Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you enter the level, you know, he'll either say something like, Will Cheech and or Chong please report to the front desk? <laughs> 
or, wow, now I know what the inside of Keith Richards' mind looks like. <laughs> so different quips and stuff like that. And uh, So yeah. maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe 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 there's a world where you could you could do kind of a rude game today. I mean, maybe not, though. Like, it's hard, it's hard to say with, with culture today and, and how those things go yeah. down. So, like, again, South Park can pull it off because it's South Park. Right. But right. it's hard for anyone else to do it because you've got to have almost that that cultural push behind it. Mm-hmm. So maybe. Wonder, I guess at some point they could... The, do the jokes kind of run out too? Maybe yeah. in a way. Um, I just we I think it was two weekends ago we put on Wayne's World, which is my favorite comedy movie of all time, and I find it to be one of the best because mm-hmm. it's just start to finish, hilarious, quotable lines, funny stuff, um, and that it's not very that humor is very. There's a I mean a few kind of edgier things, yeah. but nothing overly provocative mm-hmm. like a South Park. Austin Powers is probably kind of somewhere in the middle, and those are like my two favorite <laughs> comedy movies, and I find them hilarious. Um, Austin Powers obviously is a little raunchier, yeah. but mm. they're hilarious, but they're not really that rude. Um, maybe there is a game. I don't know. Does, I, does I Wayne's like... World hold up? Oh, yeah. It was absolutely hilarious. I've actually never seen a Wayne's World movie. Oh, I th- oh, don't I watch the second one. The second one's not great, but the first one's really I good. I like the second one, too, but the first one's <laughs> oh, not bad. way, yeah. way... I mean, it's just... It's classic, and I, I honestly think it's the best comedy movie. Yeah, I th- and I think now for a game like that, to be able to pull stuff off like that, you'd have to make two versions. One for the left, one for the right. Yeah, because right now, everybody is offended by everything, so until we figure that out, we can't have a game that speaks to everybody. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's my hot take. Yeah. There you go. Adam's hot, hot take. take. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Joe, thanks for being a part of the show, and thanks for listening to our uh, our little podcast here. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys very much. Cool. Have a splendid 100th episode, and congratulations on your second year of podcasting. Oh, it's so close. Right. It's so close. We're coming up on it. Mm. All right. Well, let's get into it. It is episode 100 of the Bite Me podcast, and we are taught. Let me try that again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, and I am editing this episode, but I might leave that in. Oh, I figured. <laughs> um, episode 100 of the Bite Me podcast, and we're super, super happy that we made it this far. Never thought we would have a podcast, let alone 100 episodes no. of it. Um, and earlier this year, we started a Patreon, and we've got some really awesome people uh, supporting us that way, one of which is our next friend on the phone, Jacob Frank. Hello, Jacob. Hi, how's everybody doing? Super. How are you? <laughs> Great. <laughs> I'm super. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Oy. I'm starting to get a cold and a fever, so like I'm starting to get a little punch, yeah, drunk, a, dumb, a little. a little delusional, <laughs> right? So we're letting you guys ask us the questions on the phone or on Skype or on Discord this week. So normally we read it, but we're letting you ask us. So go ahead and ask us what your question is. What games do you think revolutionized gaming? Um, and what games do you think is revolutionizing gaming today? Mm. That's good. Ooh. I got an answer. Y'all ready? Go. This is actually an answer to two questions we're going to answer today, I think. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's Doom. Um, like the original mm. Doom. <laughs> and, or that and, impending feeling you get. Yeah. <laughs> That's also <laughs> impacting things today. Um, no, Doom for me was a big one, not only because it was kind of probably the first first person game that I ever played. I mean, obviously Wolfenstein was before Doom, but I think Doom was the one that 
a lot of people got into. But it also kind of revolutionized revolutionized that shareware model of, hey, you buy the first three levels, and then if you like those, we'll send you the rest. Um, that pushed PC gaming way forward in the early, like, 486, early Pentium days. Um, it just wasn't something that anyone else had ever done before, and I think it really made a big impact on how you played games, in addition to just creating an entire genre of games. You know, when you really think about it, you know, like, you've got roguelikes, and those are named after the game, you know, rogue. Like, any first-person shooter could just as easily be called a Doom-like. Yeah. I, I think that's a huge, huge one, but, but I, I think wasn't you were really bored the same year it. that Doom um, came out. Nor did I know really anything that Cliff just said because, again, I was a toddler. But <laughs> if you were, uh, if you were anything, um, I think GTA Three was probably yeah. a pretty big deal, and we can thank every game being a sandbox style game nowadays, probably on that for better or worse, because I think we're almost in too big of a sandbox now, and yeah. games probably should like reel it back a little bit because not every game needs to be a giant open world sandbox game like to be enjoyable and I think I think we might miss out on some games that might be more enjoyable had they kind of stuck to a more linear um I agree path in the game mm-hmm. um like other than God of War it's like what game isn't open world anymore mm-hmm. um and even God of World even God of War took some liberties in its newest iteration and right. kind of opened that world up a bit so it's definitely yeah. way less yeah. linear I think there's almost an expectation that your game's going to be that in some capacity now. Yeah, and, um, I'm, and, like, I'm fine with everything being open world, but I don't need those worlds to be so big. Like, <laughs> today Red Dead was announced that it's going to be 65 hours long, and I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't want 65 hours of Red Dead. I want maybe 30 hours of Red Dead and probably more like 22 hours of Red Dead. So Mario 64, I remember playing that for the first time and just going, I can climb up on top of this thing and anything. see all the way around. Not anything. I can climb it all. Right, but I remember climbing up to the top of a flagpole and doing a handstand mm-hmm. and looking around around and it was just so cool it was so great so that would definitely be my game that revolutionized things and kind of brought us into the the whole 3d thing where it was tried before it just never really worked do you guys have one for nowadays what's now other than breath of the wild climb everything (laughs) yeah see i don't i don't find that revolutionary i find that i find that like the next iteration of like open world and stuff i think the one that's revelation i can't say that word games now is destiny or games like destiny the the that software or games as a service model thing where you are always online and they're just constantly pushing new content out you and three or four or five six of your buddies can be online all the time playing new things with new content i mean forza Forza is that game now you know anthem's gonna wouldn't world of warcraft kind of be yeah, I mean, uh, what came before Destiny? Kind of, but World of Warcraft and Destiny are different in that there's a difference between a games-as-a-service game where you have a pretty linear path of what you and a very small amount of friends are doing. You know, everything in that game is instanced. So you're very rarely in anything, unless you're in the open world part of Destiny, there's no... And I mean... <laughs> I mean, I guess World of Warcraft is kind of that way now with, um, you know, when you do big raids and stuff. But I think, I, I guess maybe more I would say that, like, games like Destiny are distilled what, you know, uh, games like Warcraft did down into something that right. was more mass appeal. Yeah, it makes a, a casual fan of video games enjoy kind of what an MMO is without really investing i mean your life in it and well yeah because i tried getting into world of warcraft and i just could not get into it i just i didn't understand the whole loot loop and and all the and raids and blah 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 but when i played destiny like i got into it it, and within 20 minutes you know i was playing with three other people or two other people or whatever it was and you know playing these games and doing these missions and stuff like that so it got me into that because it felt a lot more accessible and i didn't feel like i was being 
crazy beaten over the head with this menu system and thousands yeah. of pieces of loot, and well, I don't know what so to do deep. with it. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think currently Fortnite's kind of re- revolutionizing the whole True. thing, not just in the whole Battle Royale scene, because they clearly perf- they, they took what was started and basically perfected yeah. it overnight. Um, but yeah. they're kind of revolutionizing the way games make money. Yeah, that's, like they yeah, just—they have found yeah. a way to print money on the daily, and I just want one day's worth of that money, and I'm fine. <laughs> you can say the same thing for mobile games. Yeah, like, it's weird, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Dylan, yeah, <laughs> good. I mean, yes, probably like the kind of the Fortnite thing. Like, it's weird that you can have the most successful game be a game that was free in the yeah. beginning. Mm-hmm. I think that's. I mean, I think it's, it's a it is it's important for the future of games. I think that at some point, I don't think people want to pay sixty dollars arbitrarily for a game. Like, I'd be happy to pay more in some cases, but maybe the reality is the game's going to be free, and then. I mean, even Destiny, basically, the base game at some point is probably going to be free. I mean, they do that with, I mean, all Blizzard's games. Like, you start World of Warcraft, first 20 levels are free, and then they get you in, into that world, um, and then from there, you're going to make money at the back end of it. Um, Yeah, they've proven that you don't need to sell a game for 60, 70 bucks a pop, and you're still going to make a lot of money. If you know how to, you know... You sell costumes, like funny rainbow people with funny sharks on the end of their pitchfork. What are the games that you think revolutionize gaming, and uh, what what do you think is doing it right now? Um, So I think that probably, like, the first Halo and Halo 2 really revolutionized, like, online gaming. 100%. Simply because, like, we wouldn't have Xbox Live if it wasn't for Halo. That's really It was, like, the first game on Xbox Live. Yeah, no, I mean, and I think Halo did a lot of other things, too. I mean, it introduced console gamers to first-person shooters that had never really played them before. Right. It, I think... And a relatively, like, impressive first-person yeah. shooter to uh, right out of the gate, too. It, it wasn't like, well, this didn't really work. You know, like, <laughs> it hit, like, I remember the first time we put up, pulled up Halo on the television, and it was like, what is this? This I, is amazing. And I think the big, right. the big cultural shift of Halo 2 was it made gaming cool. Like, I remember exactly. growing up and, like, people that played video games were nerds, and like, I was and one of those nerds. Right. That's the thing. Like, I, I never got into the Xbox thing uh, until this generation, but because PlayStation was like, it was the video game machine. That's where you went to play games, but Xbox straight up made gaming cool. Like, if right. you, I've got an Xbox. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. You know? I mean, yeah. it just looked cool. Yeah. And, like, Master yeah. Chief was cool, and everything Xbox was And all was of a sudden, there was, was a bunch cool. of, like, you know, high school dudes and frat dudes and dude dudes, dude dudes. Playing, dudes playing Halo, and it went from being the thing that you know those dudes used to beat people up for to the things they were doing in their dorm room. So, yeah. and yeah. so now, what's a game that you think is currently uh, revolutionizing things? None of us can say it's that a word hard today. Word. Crap, revolutionized. <laughs> yeah, what do you think? Um, well, y'all guys already kind of like pinned it down with uh, Fortnite and everything. It's just becoming larger than video games. Just the way like they 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 do their propaganda, and That's it's a good just, way of saying it's that. really interesting to see like all the new updates on Fortnite as like everybody knows what it is. My grandpa could even tell you what Fortnite is. It's that right. it's crazy. It, Minecraft was a really good way to relate to like my kids' friends. Sort of like someone played them, some didn't. Fortnite is every single one of them playing. You mm-hmm. know, if you're 10 or 11 or 12 mm-hmm. or 15, you can say, "Oh yeah, Fortnite's really cool." And they go, "Oh yeah," and they start flossing. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing it's is, it's so like weird. super accessible uh, too. Yep. like it's on every device. It's crazy. No, that's a so, Fortnite's a good and example. It's all free. And how long do we think it's going to be till we see a Fortnite? 
movie. I, Anybody? There's got to be something <laughs> out there. Like, yeah. It's good stuff. Well, cool. Well, Jacob, thank you for being a part of our show and supporting our little podcast. We really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. Okay, so this is a surprise for us. Um, we have on our 100th episode of the Bite Me podcast, a gentleman who goes by the name of Mark K. And the only reason I have any importance is that I'm the general manager of the station that these guys work at in radio, mm-hmm. and they get to use my studio, so their show sounds so much better than all the other crap that's done in um, garages. Our <laughs> studio. Our <laughs> studio. Yeah. Well, also, surprise, today's my last day. Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, we're on our 100th episode of the Bite Me podcast. Thank you for letting us do this show. Oh, it was my pleasure. I've been having fun. Help you guys out when you wanted to get it done. I was enthusiastic. He was. And yeah. uh, I'm, I'm still, I, I'm always in favor of it. Probably our biggest it. cheerleader. Mm. Uh, good. I'm glad to hear you say that. This is the question answer show to celebrate the 100th episode. All of our listeners and our patrons and stuff have been on the line, and we've been asking them, or they've been asking us questions. We've been having some fun conversations. So, this is surprise what what have you got for us okay so first of all i am the least knowledgeable gamer in all of america uh, the other thing is this halloween we have a tradition around here that we'll we have a big party everybody gets dressed up the most clever costumes you've ever seen and mine are always bought on amazon so they're never clever but they're really okay but they're good yeah, yeah. they are good last year i had that inflatable unicorn thing and it was really great and everybody loved it this year i haven't bought it yet because there's one on there i really want it's a Fortnite costume mm. it's 249 holy crap <laughs> it's like it's the biggest game in the world right now that's why well, people okay, can so charge that much money ah, for it what an introduction yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Foreshadowing. Two years ago, if we were sitting here, if we were, what would we be talking about is one of the the biggest games or a year ago, mm-hmm. even a year ago, two years ago. A year ago, yeah. a year ago, yeah, it would have been ago. the precursor to Fortnite, which was PUBG. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the, the year before that. Minecraft, sir. The name of the game two years ago. Minecraft. Everybody. Minecraft. Minecraft. This. Minecraft. That. Minecraft. Yeah. Minecraft. My granddaughter and my grandson. So, the, so they were... Minecraft freaks. They loaded it on my iPad and stuff. And I, I kept drowning myself. <laughs> <laughs> I played Minecraft once and I'd like, I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, and I put so, it I, and, and, and they built some cool things. I remember they, they had uh, my, my, they call me Dede, which is Turkish for grandpa. And they made a Dede land. Oh, nice. <laughs> in Minecraft and everything. It was really cool, big castle, everything. And my daughter, granddaughter created a roller coaster, say, because you know all about that, a roller coaster. And not only did it go around around the castle, it went underground. And she's building this. Mm -hmm. And I'm watching her build this stuff. And I'm going, oh, man, this is really, this is kind of cool. So I saw that in Minecraft. You actually, like, had to use Mm. your brain and stuff. I I get it. And her brain cells are probably dying by the millions every five minutes she has her face in her iPad. But at least she's using her brain. I right. just well, to... I mean, if you think about it, though, Pong, I mean, for that generation, Pong introduced, you know, a way to really work on hand and eye coordination. Mm-hmm. That's true. So you learn from that. My nephew, who when I first decided, I was like, I'm going to check out Minecraft because he was all about Minecraft. I checked it out. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Put it down. Never pick it up again. I saw them for Christmas one year. was in Florida. He was obsessed with my phone. And mm-hmm. he was like, oh, you don't have Minecraft. I'm like, no, but here, let me I put Minecraft on there. And literally within 30 seconds of him opening that game, he was like, see, I combined this, this, and this, and I made blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And now I can build a bridge. And I just made that house over there. Like that. Well, that's the crazy I thing. I that was cool. I can't remember. It's Minesweeper or Solitaire. It's one of those two. The reason they exist is not because they're great games. It's to teach people who didn't know how to use them 
mouse, how to use a mouse. They were the oh, first really? Windows 3.1 games. Yeah, yeah, probably. I'm going with Minesweeper because it was the whole, it was almost like a click, play cross click, kind yeah. of thing where it's like you click a number and it's like, okay, within one square away from yeah. this one you click, there's a bomb. It may have been both, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was so, to teach people how to use a mouse. But here's the most important question yes. regarding that. Is it anything like Battleship? Kind of, actually. Battleship? Oh, really? Yeah, kind yeah. of. Because I, mean, I was use, trying to be cute. I mean, not exactly, logic. but the same idea uh-huh. kind of generally. Ah. Yeah. yeah. It's a logic. It's that's more of a logic puzzle where you're like, okay, well, I've tried it here. It, nothing hit here. Nothing hit here. But there's got to be something oh. in this line that okay. if neither one of those hit. This so. is almost the opposite of that, where you know there's a bomb somewhere, and so you've got to figure out which ones you can safely click and which ones you can't. So that's yeah. similar, okay. kind of actually. Anti. Yeah, it's like anti battleship, really. What causes? How does Minecraft get built up so fast? And then it goes away, and in a sense, it's replaced by Fortnite. What, where does this impetus for this ridiculous sense of growth come from? I, we actually talked about this one. I have a really mm-hmm. interesting, like, I don't want to say conspiracy theory, and I don't even know oh, if I, I was it. the one that actually and came it up might with not this even idea. Be, and it, it, it might, might not be, be true. Yeah, it might not even be people out there doing this specifically. It just kind of was the thing that happened, yeah. and it just makes sense makes to sense. explain it this way. So, for, so Minecraft has a huge building community, right? That's what you're doing. You're building mm-hmm. things. Fortnite also has a big building mechanic. You build forts. You build um, little things that you can, uh, you know, you barricade. Yeah, barricades. You put up a couple walls and you put a stair on it and then you can peek out over it to see who's shooting at you and you can build these huge structures to get away from people or to get better positioning on people and, you know, it's, it, there's a lot of strategy around the building. Like, my theory was is that, like, two, three years ago when your kids were playing, your mm-hmm. grandkids were playing Minecraft, they were building. They were yep. doing all these things. And then they got a little bit older and wanted to play something that maybe was a little more of adult of a game. So kids that were raised on Minecraft that were five, six, seven, three years went by, four years went by. All of a sudden, they're 10 or 11, and they want to play something a little more, a little more adult. They've been playing Minecraft for a bunch of years. and then so they, they, they grew up, they want to smash somebody over the head. Exactly. Okay. Fortnite comes out, and, and Fortnite does a lot of smart things. It's free. It runs everywhere. You can play it on your phone. You can play it on your computer. You can play it on your PlayStation. And, and now they all play together, too, so you can play... With everybody. Yeah, on your Xbox versus someone on a phone. They made this really smart, like it was well-marketed. I think a lot of it's organic, but it's also, it's all word of mouth. It's all, you know, we played it here, but also Fortnite had some really interesting controversy. It was kind of that any marketing's good marketing. Yeah, so this is one of those, uh, you know, Gamer Kardashian moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think really what what's, what made Fortnite big was was being everywhere. They got out on phones really, really, really early, and it works really well, and it mm-hmm. looks really good. One of the people we talked to um, on the show, he mentions that the largest pool of gamers are Our the mobile gamers, users. the ones who play games on yep. their phones. Okay. So if you think about all the people that don't have a console still being able to play the biggest game on the planet yeah. that everybody's talking about, of course, they're going to jump on it too when they can. So you've got this huge mobile market. You've got all the people with consoles. You've got people who only have a computer. And it's such a low barrier for entry with this game because it's optimized so well for every different platform that anybody can play it anytime they and want. it's pretty easy to get into mm-hmm. and hard to master. I don't want to make the analogy of my local heroin dealer. <laughs> hey, the first one's on me. All right, now I got you hooked. But yep. that's exactly how it is because they get you in this game. Yep. Okay. You can play it for free forever. Great. You then, can. But, you but why don't can. I? Cosmetics. They love to look different. They love to... But aren't there regular, ca- aren't there, uh, regular characters in uh-huh. this? Yeah. Right. But it's and super easy. And you can easy. earn those things, there's too. like a yeah. skeleton thing. Yeah, but, well, yeah, I'm sure there's that. They're yeah, just there's very a skeleton vanilla thing. ones. Very, you the know. thing is, though, if you think about, okay, so I buy coffee four days a week at three fifty a pop. 
So that's what fourteen dollars a week in coffee. Roughly, yeah. did. no, not roughly, exactly. Okay, right. so you spend nice fourteen dollars a week, so that's yeah. fifty-six dollars a month in coffee. Yeah. yeah, that's also good math. You could spend. You think, oh my okay, god, I spent real 50. quick, fifty-six times twelve. Let me hear it. That's like a lot, six hundred and something. So it is. You figure you spend fifty-six sixty plus another right hundred and fifty-six dollars a month in coffee. You're like, I spent fifty-six dollars in coffee. Wow, but when you're only thinking of it three bucks, four bucks at a time, it's so much easier easier for you to do. So you've got people that are going like, well, this skin's only 99 cents. I'm going to do that. And then three days later, oh, this one's only a buck 99. I'm going to do that. So they're they're nickel and diming you, and you don't even know it. But the volume's so big that it means they're making $150, $200 million a month. And so uh, what other ways... Do they generate income for, for a business like that? Not that they need it if they're generating billions buying So you know skins. those little Funko Pops that I have on my uh, yeah, shelf? Yeah, I know them. They have, they have Funko Pops coming out. They, gonna those. They're going to have – they have T-shirts. They have, yeah, I mean, have any merchandising okay. that you can imagine. And there's also a huge creator uh, creator community where you've got people streaming the game all the time and you've got people that are creating little skits or, or yeah. shows or animations or whatever all based on Fortnite. And I'm sure somehow one way or another money goes back yeah, to yeah, – yeah. Epic because okay. of all that stuff. So I told you two things when you both came to work for me. Mm. One, I'm the funniest guy in the building. True. Mm-hmm. And two, I have never, ever, ever made a long story short. <laughs> there it is. Okay. Individuals who play this game mm-hmm. make money. People that stream it make money. They um, can, yeah. Ninja is the biggest streamer. Ninja is a human being? He is. That is his like stream name. Well, that's from Maine to be seen, but he he's a the, person out there. Yeah, <laughs> he's the biggest streamer in the world. And he's, you can watch him play. Yep. He's primarily Fortnite. a Fortnite streamer, and he makes millions of dollars a year streaming wow. it um, because people effectively subscribe to his channel and every person that people subscribes. People are paying him to watch him? Paying him to watch it. Five bucks a month. Yeah, five I, bucks a I month. I get it, but yeah. if you have so, 10 million you've got, people, exactly. you get 50 exactly. million dollars. And he okay. has had streams, a single stream that has had over a million people watching. Oh my god! So right, I mean, so when you start to think about that, like think about that in terms of like radio cum. Think about that in terms gigantic, and and those are actually hard numbers as opposed to like Nielsen numbers. Right. A <laughs> um, couple more questions, real fast. Um, should I insist that my granddaughter continue to go to school? She's in fifth grade now. Learn the violin and take math, or can she make a living playing Fortnite? Uh, you know, <laughs> if she gets my, good my, enough at Fortnite, my kid has that same question about every day. He's like, "Do I have to do math?" That I'm like, uh, "Yeah." I'd love to say no because I haven't used it ever. But <laughs> I mean, if you did, you just used it when you, you did, did just your coffee. Yeah, that was, you was did good. your coffee thing, and you got all your math. Right, so algebra though was it. basic math. Yeah, the market is there. The market is growing. Can everybody do it? No. Let me let me put it to you this way: the 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 skills that you will learn being a streamer are going to be incredibly applicable towards a lot of jobs you want to have that are actual jobs. You learn how to talk in front of a camera. You learn how to interact with an audience. You learn how to edit video. You learn how to edit audio. You learn all about computers. You learn, um, you know, just personality skills and how to do social media. It's all skills that you could stop being a streamer and go into being, I mean, I will be frank, you have an employee here that you may or may not know who was a pretty good um, League of Legends streamer, and I'm not going to say who it is here, but but she is very personable and very outgoing and knows a lot about digital and you social think media. Came about because of that? And I mean, I don't know. Okay. But, but I you, mean, you're, you're believing it might. It, it certainly didn't hurt. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So, um, uh, well, you helped me when I bought my granddaughter's iPad. Yes. And we put a, an art 
mm-hmm. the app on it. So that's where I'm going with her. I say, look, if you really like this stuff, why don't you continue your yep. artwork and create characters or pictures or scenes and stuff? So that's where I'm taking yeah. with mm-hmm. her. My so, kid wants to go into PR. Like, that's what he wants to do is PR for video games. I'm like, that's great. Well, great. That's <laughs> Terrific. I appreciate you guys, uh, and I appreciate what you're doing. You do great jobs here at the radio stations, and uh, I'm glad that I gave you the opportunity to do Bite Me in our studios because it does sound so much better than mm-hmm. a lot of podcasts, and I'm proud of you guys for keeping it up, and I think it's entertaining, and there are times when I listen to it, and I have, don't care anything about what you're saying. <laughs> There's times but we I, don't I care about like what we're talking the, about. I like the three of you guys, so I listen and it's I fun. enjoy it, and um, I'll just leave you with two words and from the bottom of my heart. Bite me. <laughs> and it's the 100th episode of Bite Me Podcast. And I didn't have to say it, so thank you. Ha, 100. Welcome. Um, welcome to our occasional co-host on the show, Vicky. Thank you. Hello. How are you? It's I'm so good, and I'm so happy to be back in the studio with all of you again. Mm. Are you done? Sure? It's so hot in here right it now. It is actually really is hot. Oh I'm freezing. Oh. Wow. Walk over here. No <laughs> more short specifically today because I'm like, I'm going to have to go back to Adam's office. Welcome anyway. <laughs> to the surface of the sun. Yeah. Thank um, you. I love it here. So uh, I'm, cl- I'm glad you do. Um, so yeah, you are you're here for uh, this thing, and you've got questions for us. <laughs> yeah, you so, are a person. Got, oh, okay. When, so when Cliff so, said you had a grab bag of questions, I didn't realize you had a literal grab bag I have of questions. A literal questions. grab bag. Okay. How many questions so, are in there? There's actually one question with nine permutations. Okay, so I. It's a big word. I'm going to. So in this bag are nine scenarios. And I want you guys to pull a scenario and then tell me which video game soundtrack you would want playing in the background of your life while it's happening. That makes sense? Okay. 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 All right. So basically, it's like, yeah, okay. Cliff's going to go first, apparently, because he's doing grabby fingers. (laughs) Usually. That was not as bad as it sounded. All right. So my question is, oh... I ripped my pants very obviously during a huge presentation. Um, What video game soundtrack would you want playing in the background? Has Queensryche ever done a video game soundtrack? (laughs) Queensryche? Because when we were interviewing Queensryche, I leaned over to get something and I ripped my pants. I I, I was trying to remember when when it was you ripped your pants. And I spent a large time kind of shuffling. So so my answer is... um, Oh, what's the Jack Black video game? Brutal Legend. Yeah, so Queensryche wasn't on that soundtrack, but, but if they were going to be rock. on any <laughs> soundtrack, it would be Brutal Legend. So, yeah, it's the Br- Brutal Legend soundtrack. That was such a good answer. It was, thank you. Dylan, you're next. Oh, nice. And he dropped it. Punched it out of my hand. Okay. <laughs> so the really question excited. is, in this scenario, what video game soundtrack would you have? Um, for the record, I will also accept the Wii theme music. <laughs> so, oh, I love the Wii theme music, and I love the Nintendo DS-like theme music. I will music. accept theme music of consoles and handhelds. Playing a sport you suck at. <laughs> Dylan doesn't suck I at do, any sports. I don't That's suck the trick. at sports. That is Pretend very true. Pretend you suck at a sport. Um, no, I'm not. I don't know what sport do I suck at. Just rugby. pretend you rugby. suck at soccer. Or rugby, I guess. But it depends on what you're playing. Roller like, derby. Like, what, depending what where you are. Sweeping game? Curling? I've never curled. Yeah, but you suck at it. I, I don't know. Really hard. I hear it's really hard. Play a mean shuffleboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard, though. <laughs> and it's like curling on a sandy table. <laughs> Except you don't have to be skating. Um. Ooh. What's I, your curling theme? All I'm thinking about is like all the like really typical sports movies soundtracks. <laughs> <laughs> like, those aren't video what games. What about a sports video game? Um, the Madden 
soundtrack? I don't think Madden has a soundtrack. Crap. <laughs> what about the Wii Sports soundtrack? <laughs> like that, that would probably be the best <laughs> for this one. But I don't wanna, can I have another one? Because sure. there's nine. You'll get, but you'll you get just put, you put the Wii soundtrack in I my head. I will come so up it's with like, a, an extra one because I'm really good at that. It's literally the perfect. Literally. Literally. Literally the perfect. Road raging. Yeah. Yeah. That's better. <laughs> wow. Um, I guess are we trying to induce more rage or no, trying to just calm the what, rage? If your life was a video game, what would be playing in the background while you're road raging? Probably the Doom soundtrack. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> that's, that's GTA Vice City. Yeah. Oh, that would also be good. But I'm not, probably not right road raging at that point. It's true. Like, it's I, have to, I have to like change Doom at that is, point. That's, so. a, that's a road ragey soundtrack. That is a road ragey sound. Okay. Here we go. Surrounded by demons. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> What'd you get? <laughs> In this scenario, the video game soundtrack to recording the podcast. <laughs> um, Adam actually wrote the theme for that. So, I, well, I didn't write the theme for it. I, crea- the I helped create it. Um, Produced. What video game soundtrack would be going on whilst recording the podcast? Hmm. Anything circus themed? Singing animal. <laughs> that's that's got to be in a video game. So there's that. That's got to be in a game somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like Animal Crossing. Harnov. Yeah. Right. Or. Um, yeah, I'm the, g- the I'm- Wii music fits for everything. <laughs> I know. I was kind of thinking that. I was like, the Wii Pretty much. music. It literally just works for everything. Or, or like how Zelda Breath of the Wild does their their ambient kind of like random music. It just kind of comes in and kind of goes exactly. out. It yeah. never really. It's never really there. Like but the it weird is. background music that's not there but is. Yeah. Okay. Like that. Ooh, Something like that, like that music that's there but it's not. Yeah, that's exactly the thing we just said three times. Different ways. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for, for playing, Dylan. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm going. Okay, Cliff's scenario number two. Ooh, or. Or oh, he's not done. The music that plays while you're making random food in Breath of the Wild. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Terrible. So I, my scenario is I am, I am walking at night and you think, and I think I see a monster. It's actually a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> it's a monster too. Those things it's, are it's evil. a monster squirrel. Um, I think so. Adam and I very famously, Dylan was there too, but he was not on camera because I don't know he's dumb. Um, oh, yeah, were uh, played Resident Evil Seven in VR not together because there's, that doesn't work that way. I like way. how you call it very famously. Well, of course, <laughs> that video on YouTube has like fifty views. <laughs> Super Legend. famous. Legendary. <laughs> and uh, the the music that plays right before both Adam and I shriek, <laughs> uh, because we both shrieked, <laughs> um, is like this like like very tense. Uh, and then it kind of comes with this like kind of violin-y like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was that. <laughs> and then I turn around. Oh, and it's just a squirrel. Yep. <laughs> a monster squirrel, but a still monster. a squirrel. <laughs> and then it attacks me. It Personal. grabs onto my face and kills me. Personal opinions about squirrels aside. I, would love, be... I love squirrels. Okay. <laughs> or you could have uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers music. So this is a, a is that a video game? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. perfect. Yeah. So as a, as a, as an aside, where <laughs> I put my kid to bed last night, and he's like, you know, Dad, I was thinking about it, and like squirrels are everywhere. Like, why don't people eat squirrels? Like, like they're pretty abundant. It's like, is it just because they're so small and there's not not much meat on them? And I just turned to him and said. What makes you think that people don't eat squirrels? <laughs> and it, like his face was just like this mix of like horror and revulsion all at the same time. <laughs> well, that's what he gets for asking questions. I know, right? Right. Teach horror him and reality. Yeah, I've seen it. Welcome to yeah, life. I know, like, I know quite a few people who have Whoa. eaten squirrels. I have so. not eaten a squirrel, but I'm sure I could. There isn't a lot of meat on them. <laughs> he knows. I agree. <laughs> I'm running late for work. Well, so every day. <laughs> 
but like wanting to be there. But then the I think That's this like, means like on my own volition, <laughs> not, not because the world around us is <laughs> because traffic's traffic. terrible every day. You're actually um, this is your fault. Yeah, your fault. You're running for late. Running. Late oh, I've it. got the perfect one for you. You don't get to cheat off Adam. <laughs> This is where I'd probably go with Vice City. And there then I'd, I'd have Flock of Seagulls and I ran okay. so far away. Or my suggestion would be when you're playing Super Mario Brothers and you've only got 100 seconds left. Oh, yeah. The Crazy Taxi theme, maybe? No, okay. That's a good one. Which I think was just Offspring, but whatever. That's fine. That makes sense. Oh, I've got a whole bunch. No, I'll take that one. Okay. No, you have to pull it. My video game theme music for getting dumped. <laughs> um, well, well, during the dumping or post-dump, <laughs> right? So this is the sad song Adam plays on repeat for forty-eight hours while yeah. he's eating ice cream, yeah. like from the it tub. Could be that. That's so fine. the while getting dumped music would probably be the music from Ori and the Blind Forest, where dude oh. at the very mm, beginning, yeah, it's very that's, sad. It's very sad and 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 whatever. It's just very heart melty. Right. And then a few months after the dumping is done, whatever video game features the song, it's raining men. <laughs> There's got to be one. That's got to be somewhere. It's on Hallelujah. some bootleg browser yeah, game. That exactly. That's <laughs> that's my guess. Okay. Is there only one left? Oh, yeah. oh, it's at my funeral. Oh my god! But it's your funeral, so you get so, to pick. So the real answer for this is not on a video game soundtrack. It's going to be uh, the Great Gig in the Sky from uh, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Okay. Um, man, what song would be played at my funeral? Hmm. If your life is a video game. So uh, the Wii theme music. The Wii theme. Music. <laughs> <laughs> it fits everywhere. No, I, I, I'm actually. Maybe, maybe uh, like the the Zelda Link to the Past music because it's kind of epic, but everyone kind of knows it too. Um, or like the Castlevania soundtrack, something that's oh, like, see, I had Castlevania. All right, Dylan, I want to know what video game music would be playing in the background of you running slow mo Baywatch style down the beach. <laughs> we, we don't have to. We don't have to watch this though, do we? The Wii theme music. <laughs> this is like yes. this is gonna be my favorite joke. It really like it really does work for all of them. It though. really does. Um, hot <laughs> doom. Makes <laughs> <laughs> up the Wolfenstein. It's same composer. Yeah. Cool okay. doom. All right. Doom what's this last one? Let me think. Oh god. Now I think the thing we've learned is that um, Dylan what? will be. Just have the Doom playlist in the background that, the entire or the, life. The, the Wii. Yeah. So now, or the Wii theme music. This would have been this. this would have been better had I gotten them in reversed order because okay. now oh, it, yeah. we need to know what would be played at my wedding. <laughs> this is after you got dumped and then got this together with somebody new relationship so, Yeah, so this is new relationship yes. post dump wedding. Yes. No. Um many post-dump years later. <laughs> many You're years later? Okay, let me think. At my wedding, I think I would like to have any music from Oxenfree. Oh, good. Just because, spooky? I'm, yeah, I'm getting married. I don't know what's going to happen. It could go very, very badly. Okay, and it's all is... based on the choices I make. <laughs> also, this... we'll take Life is Strange or Until Dawn. This was, this was a perfect opportunity for both Journey and Abzu, and he went with Oxenfree. Yep, yep. Well, there's that. That was good. Well, that, that was, was a really fun good game. That was very good. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to waste a bunch of time at work. Yeah, right? out. Are you even done with your work for the day? Yes. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I know you're not, actually. Uh, well, thank you for being on the show. Of course. We'll have you, you back again soon. Yay. I'm looking forward to it. Goodbye. <laughs> okay, so one of the OG members of the uh, Bite Me Podcast listener club crew. Uh, we love this guy. I've played games with him 
before you guys play all the time still. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just a terrible human being and don't play games on the weekends. Yeah, Kevin is a, a, a integral part of my weekend gaming. Yeah, yeah, now. yeah. Uh, Kevin Schald, everybody. Welcome Yay! to the show. Now, now, correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin. Yay. You're actually the one who came on and was like, oh, yeah, no, I found your podcast and I'm listening to like five episodes a day to catch up, right? Yeah, that was me. Yeah. I binged it all. And as a matter of fact, I went back and I... I touched on binging again because i did never listen to the qte before but you'll be happy to know that i listened to like 26 qtes in a few days that's basically all of our qtes plus some we probably didn't even do no. like, we're actually at a full month now so oh really yeah, yeah. wow luckily those are a little shorter yeah yeah. Right? yeah when you told me that i'm like dude don't do that they're not that good I... right your ears are gonna fall off that's awesome and well, i even went back and like there wasn't like a just play all on the i, I really have to get in new app for the podcast anyway that's a different story for some time <laughs> but uh i went i had to individually pick each each one and it's good stuff cliff i like the uh, i like the daily news and what you're doing there you thank you sir he is too. so informed I right? think it's crazy <laughs> so uh yeah like i said you've been with us since the beginning so we really really appreciate it we're so glad you're here for episode 100 and we're letting everybody get on uh the line with us and ask us their questions this week as a big celebration so uh yeah you've got a question for us Lay it out there. Yeah, uh, I want to go with something, uh, you know, spooky for October. Spooky. So uh, I wanted to know if you guys uh, had a favorite scary movie or a scary uh, TV series or even a scary book. Anything uh, anything scary. Are you into that sort of the horror genre? I am into horror movies like. And as a follow-up, as a follow-up, if you are, you know, and you have an idea for one, do you think there's any scary movie or scary, like, you know, movie series? That would be good to you know transition to make a good video game. Mm, that's a good question. Yeah, because the, the like video like movies to video games are just notoriously kind of bad, and same with video games to movies. Like they're always just bad, 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 bad. Mm-hmm. bad, um, bad. So I, one of my favorite series is uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And I know that there's been a game or two released over the years at some point with that franchise, but I, or with that license, and I just don't know if any of them were technically good though. Does anybody remember the Buffy Vampire games? No, I swear I bet there you was they, one. I mean, that time frame was kind of not great for games to, right. or, you know, TV to game. So I would guess no. Now I, I need to look it up and see yeah. what I'm maybe like, missing. Nowadays, though, man, I bet you can make a great Buffy game. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. A, like uh, something Resident Evil style, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't want it first person. I, I'm a big fan yeah, of the third, third, person, yeah. third person over the shoulder kind of thing. Like a Buffy slash new God of War kind of yeah. mashup, that would be, I can see ooh, that. That'd be my jam. I can see that real. I'm not a, a lot of games, actually. I'm not a big horror guy. Um, I actually used to read a lot of horror. Oh, actually, no, this is actually perfect. I forgot. Um, so I don't I don't watch a lot of horror at all. Um, I'm not a huge fan of my wife hates it, so it just ends up being something I don't watch a lot of. Um, but I, I do read quite a bit of horror. Um, and in Clive Barker's Book of Blood, um, which is uh, Clive Barker's, it's like a two or three volume set of just short stories. Um, there's a, a story about these towns that uh, every year they get together and uh, they create these like giant fighting machines out of essentially the townspeople. So like the super strong people end up being the legs and people with really good eyesight end up being the eyes and it, uh, and then they, they fight and, and one of them goes wrong uh, and then like starts stomping off into the distance. And it's, it's, 
it isn't a particularly scary story, um, but the the collection as a whole is very scary. It's where like um, Midnight Meat Train came from, if you've seen that movie, or the uh, what's the horror movie with the guy with the pins in his head? Hellraiser. Hellraiser. Hellraiser, Hellraiser oh, from that book of books, from those stories. There's a mm-hmm. ton of, of horror movies and series that have been made out of the Book of Blood stories. Candyman's from that. Um, and I always thought that would make a really cool uh, like combination. Um, like real time strategy game mixed with like a first person fighting game, or, or uh, probably actually probably a first person fighting game, or it could just be like a, a traditional fighting game where you spend like all year building up these people that are going to be in your uh, in your town, and then creating your fighter and uh, and then fighting them with another person online and, and, and playing that way. So I thought that'd be a cool game. Um, I don't know. I like the Hotel Transylvania series a lot too. Maybe maybe there's something there. <laughs> well, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure there's going to be a game coming out. Um, it probably will not be good. Real quick on the Buffy side of life that I mentioned, uh, Buffy Vampire Slayer. There was a series of games actually that were released in the early 2000s, um, and the most popular one, the only multi-platform release, was called uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer: Chaos Bleeds. It was on Xbox, PS2, and GameCube. And the GameCube version of the game is the one that got the highest uh, ranking scores. And what was it? Uh, so Four. overall, overall, <laughs> uh, the aggregate score on Metacritic is seventy-five, like a seventy-five it's on Metacritic. Bad. It's not bad. Not too bad. Uh, seventy-two for the PS2, seventy-three for the Xbox. But individual scores like you know six out of ten, eight out of ten, four out of five for the GameCube version. Interesting. And the others were scoring lower. Huh. Oddly enough. Interesting. So yeah. Interesting. Senior Dylan. I am not the biggest horror fan, and I don't know if that has to do with not watching a lot of horror movies, or I don't necessarily get the scare part of the movies, so I don't get that excitement, because I'm Mm -hmm. not really that scared when I watch it, I guess. I'm not that invested in um, that thrill part of it. other, but I, I have seen some horror movies, and I do like some of them. Um, Saw being one of my favorite horror movies. That's a good movie. I think it's not just a good horror movie. I think it is a good movie. Like it has the, the first good, one. Yes, the first, the first one. one. It has the good twists, and I mean, for a, a movie that takes place basically in one room the whole time, I think they tell a really good, simple well-told story, um, and I really like Saw. I also recently watched the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I really enjoyed that movie. I've um, not seen the original one. Um, it's great. Um, it's interesting. The whole movie takes place during the day other than one short scene at night. Oh, really? Towards the end, which is an interesting kind of... I mean, it was a very early horror movie, so it's not really a take on I horror. Never, it was. It's one of the first. Um, um, and like gorgeous cinematography throughout the movie but um everyone kind of knows leatherface right we whether we've seen the movie or not we know you know, Le- you know, you know leatherface but the thing is leatherface isn't what that movie is like there's something else and that's what made that movie cool it's like mm-hmm. i had this whole expectation that it's just kind of a slasher flick and really it's very tame in the the violence gore side too there you see one uh, I think one kill on screen, and it's very quick and in broad daylight, and you move in. Uh, spoiler the, alert: This movie was out in the seventies. Right. I won't spoil the final twist because I say go watch it if you haven't seen it. Um, but it was very impressive to see this movie. I mean, it's all in the daylight. Um, a lot of build up. You know something is going to happen and you see every scene is stepping closer to what that is. Then it happens and then you're like, but wait. 
and then they hit you with the twist later. Um, and I just thought it was a great movie. Um, Do you think it would make a great video game? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, I'm sure there's something. I mean, any of those. They're great atmospheres for games. So I, I don't think necessarily think don't tell that story through a game necessarily. But I think a game like Saw would be an interesting game because, like, looking at Telltale games or a lot of like the walking simulators or Until Dawn. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> oh um, I'm so sorry. Oh, you're <laughs> fine. That's awesome. Um, these games that are so heavily reliant on just making choices yeah. and seeing what the outcome is. I think it'd be interesting to play a game like Saw, like based on that franchise where you just make these choices and you're stuck in the situation to try to figure your way out of it and to know how the outcome could be different because you, of that. You'll so. be happy to know that it was made by Konami yes, in 2009. There was so. a Saw game. Was yeah. it really? Yeah. It was. Oh. yeah, I never, I don't think I played. I don't remember no, if it either. was received at I would, all, really. I would I guess not. Uh, mixed. Yeah. <laughs> so I think like, kind of like horror, movies. Some of the yeah, horror movies out of 10. that I think would make good games kind of already did like I mean, yeah. They tried. Um, mm-hmm. Valiant Effort, um, Evil Dead. There was a couple games. One of them I actually really enjoyed. Um, Fistful of Boomstick on the PS2 Xbox <laughs> era, I think. Um, that was a great game. Um, I mean, those are kind of the corny horror movies, but yeah. those are good, too. So, I really wish they would make more horror games. Um, not necessarily the same format as Oxenfree, but that same kind of narrative spooky but not super scary like I mean that movie had or that yeah game that had game was all atmosphere little, yeah and I <laughs> really prefer that to like the Resident Evil jump scary or the you know like I even don't, though it makes for good YouTube yeah 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 exactly like I don't <laughs> all 50 views exactly I really enjoyed Oxen Free as well I yeah. thought that was a really good game yeah see I always I always wanted them to do something with the uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street series uh, oh, on a game yeah. at this at this day and age what they could do with it I think would be really interesting I mean like a story driven game almost you know I, I don't know what I'd want but I'd want something really really scary oh, yeah, I can see <laughs> and I just that. think it's because that's what I was you know that's what I liked when I was growing up I still love those movies the series of Nightmare on Elm Street you know, has always been one of my favorite things and they've never really done a video game I, I have never seen Nightmare on Elm Street. I've never seen a Friday the 13th movie. I've never seen a Halloween movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, I haven't seen See, the any, first any of, of the all of those, the first yeah. one in all of those series, they're all great movies. They really right. are, especially the Nightmare on Elm Street was yeah. fantastic. That's why they all turned into big mm-hmm. franchises, because the first one was good, and that's all you need sometimes. So. Exactly. So, well, there. Well, there. I think we answered the question. We answered the question. And Go he answered us. the question, too. Everybody wins. Yay. Absolutely. Sorry that my dog had to make a cameo, you know. No, your dog. Are great man, I love your dogs. I hear your dogs every weekend. It makes me happy. That's so cool. Uh, well, Kevin, thanks for uh, thanks for being a part of the crew. Since the word jump, we really appreciate it. We're so glad you were able to get on the phone with us today and uh, be a part of our hundredth episode. Yeah, happy hundredth episode, guys. Keep it up. You guys are awesome. Like I said, I love what you're doing with the uh, the special episodes and the uh, the QTE stuff is really good. It was great talking with you guys, and uh, I'm sure I'll catch you soon. Right on. Okay, there it is. Episode 100 of the Bite Me Podcast is in the books, and we are done with episode 100. So we're going to do this every week now, right? We're not going to uh, actually do... 101. All, all call-in shows now, right? Right, yeah. Uh, no, please, theme. no. <laughs> the 100 theme. Right. Every 100 episode. 101 through 199. Oh, we're all going to be call-in shows. All call-in shows. Oh, wow. And then 200, we'll find out. We'll do something new. We'll do all interview shows. Just like 1 through 99 was something, and then yeah. 100 through 199 is something else. I, my brain hurts. 
In case a you're lot? wondering, you're going you're gonna to get about an hour and 45 minutes of audio. This took like five hours to do. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but thank you all to uh, to everybody that was on the show uh, this week. I would say today, but it took two days for us to get this all recorded <laughs> and put together. So this week, thank you to everybody for being on the show. We appreciate it. We couldn't do this without you guys. What we need to work on for the next 100 episodes is getting some West Coast listeners. I don't know how we ended up with nearly every single person that listened to this show being East Coast time. It's, it's very inconvenient Well, we had our GM and we had, you know, somebody in the office. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. we got two. I guess. Two out of 12. Yeah. Roughly. Because we pulled them out of their seats. <laughs> We're like, you get in here now. Come Please. do this thing. Uh, so, yeah. So, again, thank you all so much for being on the show with us this week and listening to our show. Um, yeah, we couldn't do it without you guys. And, again, if you want to support us, you can easily do that. Just go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast. And you, too, can help support this fun show and community that we've helped create it's so much fun i am caught up on patron rewards are you really is everything out everything's out so look for it this week cool cool Oh, we should get some new magnets. We should. Because I'm almost out, actually. Yeah. I only have one left. Um, so, yeah, you can do that. Patreon.com slash Podcast, And, of course, BiteMePodcast.com is where you can find links to Extra Life. You can find links to our Discord. You can find links to all of our Facebook, uh, our page, our group, Twitter, everything. It's all there. And, of course, our Humble Bundle affiliate link, which is BiteMePodcast.com slash Humble. Everything you need is always there, and we're always around one way or another, whether it be Facebook or Discord. Somebody's always around. That is true. And, uh, yeah, so we'll be back next week with episode 101. We should call it the Wonderful 101. Right? I I think that name was taken. You should make that into a game. Uh, Yeah, I think somebody did that. You should put it out on the Wii U. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody will ever and play. Maybe, it. And maybe put it on the Switch later. That would be great. Hint, hint, right? Anyway, okay, we're done. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bite me.